What's going on, everybody? Cali Death Podcast back once again, episode 59. Here again with the full fucking lineup. Got all my resident homies with me again, Casey, Joel, and Joseph. What up, homies? Thanks for being here with me. Hi, Anthony. Hi, brother. Hello. Um, hello. Hi. Hello. Hi, Joseph. And What's also, up, everybody? <laughs> what up, how you doing, Joseph? How you doing, Joseph? I'm good. It, but how are you guys doing, though? Good, all right. <laughs> Anyways. Fine. Thank you. <laughs> thank you to all you guys that have clicked on this video and came to hang out with us. I uh, hope you got a beverage in hand, uh, uh, some type of substance that'll make you giggle a little bit while we're uh, doing this. Uh, that'd be awesome. And uh, thank you to all the new subscribers, all the people that are telling your friends. You know, I say it every single week. It sounds monotonous, but we, we really thank you guys. And, uh, you know, helping everybody who's helping this grow. Uh, we really appreciate you guys. And uh, we love coming back every week. And uh, do we got anything plugged? Any shows? Oh, you guys just got through some shows. So you don't have anything to plug. We got a hellish lot of shit to recap, though. Hell yeah, dude. I'll Let's recap. Yeah. Nice, dude. So we got another slab of Cali underground death and weirdness with you with us this week. Uh, Logistic slaughter, Spencer and Mike, dude. What's going on, guys? Yo, what's up? What's up? Thanks for Hell having us. Yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah. Totally. I'm I'm glad that we finally were able to get you guys on. I know there's been a, a few false starts probably in, in the in the past, but now we're finally here, dude. Yeah, a long time in the making. Uh you guys have been, you know, very good at staying on with us as we were Yeah, and I will say it's not on your behalf. The false starts were actually on ours, full disclosure. Yeah, but, yeah. Dude, yeah. Thank you so much for being with us today. And I, I, you know, I checked out your music. I've watched live recent live footage and, uh, you guys are a unique, interesting band and I'm, I'm, you're from California, Livermore specifically. So you're pretty fucking close, you know? And, uh, I'd love to hear all that shit, dude. All, all the, what it's like to come up in Livermore as a metal musician, you know? And, uh, are you guys both original members of the band? Uh, just me. Spencer actually joined, was it like maybe two, three years ago at this point, Spence? I think two. Yeah, it was like right at the start of COVID, right before the uh, the IB tour. I okay. joined officially. I can, t I can tell it was a good choice because, I mean, look at his mic selection. Jesus. <laughs> like one of the best sounding mics of the podcast. Yeah, dude. <laughs> we were talking about that before we started recording. Like, damn, dude, this guy sounds better than us right now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, fuck yeah, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us and coming on to the show, dude. Um, I'd like to make a plug real fast before go we get for it, into dude. all their awesome yeah. stuff and all the awesome shows and tours or stuff they're doing uh, recently. Um, we, uh, for uh, Odious Mortem, we announced uh, two guitarists uh, joining our band uh, this week. And uh, Alex Basie from uh, Ominous Ruin and also Carrie Gear, our old homie from back in the day and from uh, Son of Aurelius. So, yeah. Uh, we have been writing stuff. Carrie and I have been writing the new album like for like over a year now. Um, but uh, Alex joined up recently, and he's a killer player and just contributing in an amazing way. And we're super yeah. excited. So we got the new album all finished. We're going to record it uh, in the next few months. And we just want to congratulate them for fucking joining. And yeah, yeah dude, I think we friend. touched on it just a little bit last time Kerry was on or the time before we had mentioned that he had been yeah. involved with, 
you know, odious as a project, you know, having him on the last album doing his guest, we had already yeah. been behind the scenes talking about, you know, once that happened, we'd bring him on if he was, you know, willing to come on and carry. So Carrie's technically been in the band for a long time. We just never f officially announced it. And then bringing Alex into the mix and everything getting all boiled up and exciting. You know, it's like now it's fun to, to make the announcement. Well, know? it really came from actually a member of the podcast. Remember we did a ominous rune podcast and then me and Alex mm -hmm. did like, we were like just texting each other every night, just all like every time we got drunk, we'd call each other and just like be silly. And it was fun. I was like, this guy's fucking awesome. And he, he shreds and stuff like that. And I was like, this would be a good, a dude in the band, you know, like someone that would like, obviously he shreds like he could do it easily like you know i'm not worried about any of that but like dude is like on the same level with us and like you know basically just clicked right away so i was like i remember just being like dude fucking i feel like you should do it dude like you should probably try yeah, like, to give you, it a shot yeah. and, like i remember that joseph was the one that even showed me i had no idea about even omnius i've heard the name i think but before the podcast i remember you know we listened to a lot of the music before the podcast and i heard their new album had not come out yet, but like we got some advanced stuff to listen to. And I was like, holy fuck, this guy is in season. I recorded all of it and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, gee, what the fuck? It I was actually like going through a stack of old fucking CDRs, dude. And I came across an ominous ruin demo from like 2011, dude. Oh, nice. I have Sick. it, dude. Nice. And yeah. I haven't listened to it since I found it because I was just doing a bunch of shit at the time. But I yeah. put it aside because I'm like, yo, I'm in the band with this guy now. Like, yeah, let's yeah. check out the demo shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he handed yeah. it to me in the past. Obviously, it's in my possession. So at some point I, I got that demo and I kept it, you know, and I, you know, I listened to it in the past. I'm sure I listen to everything that people give me. But it, it was something that I kept, but it was something that obviously I haven't listened to in a long time. So I'm actually now that we're involved with Alex and all that shit, I'm like, I'm actually excited to check that out because I love to find out like I like I love to hear like what artists and musicians were doing in the beginnings of their recording career. You oh, know, yeah. it's like yeah. I, even even if it's, you know, uh, I, we you talk to any musician, you talk to Alex, you'd probably be like, oh, dude don't listen to that demo. And it's just like, dude, no, no, I'm going to fucking listen to that demo, dude, because I know my demo sucks. I know my <laughs> demo sucks. So if yours sucks too, then I just know that it's like, that's where we all started. Cause it's all sick. Now ominous ruins fucking album is like, it, it really like hits that vibe of that old Cali death sound, dude. Totally for me. Like it, it, it sounds like somebody who grew up on our scene and incorporate it into their art as well so fuck yeah alex carrie shredding always dude so i yep. i'm super happy to be yep. fucking working with these fuck guys yeah and, and just anybody's anybody i was gonna just say one more thing anybody who is you know asking about dan and and everything like there's yeah. no there's no bad blood dan is always gonna be a brother of ours he is always I consider him always in the band too. Like no yeah, matter he, if he wants to throw something in, he's always that's like, what I was gonna like, say, dude. Yeah, if he wants to yeah. contribute uh, creatively, dude, we're never ever gonna say no to Dan Eggers. Just, just to sum it up, Dan lives in Oregon now and, and he's not really playing yeah. guitar as much anymore. And we offered a million times to have him contribute. He just isn't really into it. He's got a kid now and he's he's raising a family. So yeah, and then uh yeah, dude, just uh, these guys are just writing awesome stuff and we just want to keep going. So it's gonna be the same lineup as cryptic or the last album same thing but we're gonna have uh you know carrie and alex on guitar as opposed to me and dan 
on guitar. I just want to give my own shout out to Alex who Man. helped organize the tour that we just did with Last of Lucy and Ominous Ruin the last nice. three shows last weekend. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And Alex was super cool and he organized with us and uh, was just super rad guy on the road. And um, yeah, it was super cool to see Ominous Ruin live three nights in a row and they absolutely kill it. And he's definitely fucking Dope. live. Has He has the live chops. So if if Odious ever does dude. anything live, I mean, it'll be sick. That's all I'm going to say. I would but, um, do it, dude. So shout out to that guy. And I'm, I'm proud that I brought him on and got you guys in touch with yeah him. you are kind of the catalyst of it so i appreciate you brother Fuck yeah. <laughs> Boom. Oh, i couldn't have imagined anything sicker from from that episode it seems like a lot has come out of that one so yep, yeah yep fuck yeah hell yeah dude and with retromorphous it's like dude i mean we already touched on the last episode it's like so many cool things are coming out of this uh fucking i'm i'm, I'm so happy with everything and how it's been going up until this point you know so yeah. rock on to us, rock on to you guys who are here with us to hang out with Logistics Slaughter and how we've been doing it. You know, since uh, Mike said he's been around since the beginning, Spence, you've only been around for a couple of years. Let's we always like to start at the beginning of things. So, Mike, if you could, please just take us back to your childhood, bro. Take us back to when music is like it it took that next step for you i always say it's like when it be just be, stopped became becoming background music and you're actually like your ears perk up and you're like what is this and and music becomes something more interesting yeah totally um i think i've always like had an interest in music um from like i don't know just growing up like jamming out on queen and stuff with like my parents in the car or whatever and i know that's like a common thread for uh, Jeremy too, our vocalist who obviously isn't here, but um, I think I've always had like an interest in it. Um, both my brothers played a little bit. My, uh, my brother, Alex, he's a drummer. He played in like pop punk bands and stuff growing up. So I remember being like seven or eight going to like uh, local punk shows at like uh, at uh, skate shops and stuff and always having like an interest in live music and kind of more of a small local scene. Uh, this is Livermore area. Yeah, this would have happened totally in Livermore. We had a um, we had a pizza shop called Magoo's Pizza that used to put on shows, and then a skate shop called Unity. Yeah, um, and my brother actually booked a lot of those shows too. He kind of helped me out too in my earlier uh, like teenage years, <clears throat> booking some of my first shows and stuff in the area. But um, that's kind of how I got the bug, and then I like heard ACDC off of Tony Hawk Pro Skater like four or whatever, <laughs> which I think is a pretty common thread for for kids my age. It's the uh -huh. Tony Hawk soundtrack connection, you know? Totally. Um, yeah, and then it just like from there I got into classic rock like ACDC, Led Zeppelin, then it got into like early metal like Iron Maiden. And so then, you said you're real quick. Your older yeah. bro was booking shows and shit. So was he deeply into music as well? Yeah, it was super 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 into uh into like punk kind of the pop punk wave like skate punk of the 90s you know what's the age gap between you and him he uh he's about five years older than me he's okay. born in 88 i was born in 93 okay so yeah i think he hit that like uh hit that perfect age for like the 90s sort of like epitaph records fat records kind of kind of scene you know with like no effects and also, I guess the more the bigger bands being like Blink One Eighty Two and stuff, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. and Alkaline Trio. I know that was a big one for him. 
uh and you know being a drummer obviously like everyone in the late 90s was like obsessed with travis barker you know he was yeah, like yeah. a drummer guy so i know that, like that was a big dude for him uh but yeah he got really into uh to playing shows playing with his band and stuff and that was kind of my first exposure to live music and there's a bunch of like uh fender squires like laying around the house <laughs> you know between him and my brother and i picked one up when i was about maybe seven or eight and got like really hooked into it um yeah just listen to classic rock and into like early metal then i got into thrash when i was in middle school and that's when i became like obsessive that's when i like got into in underground bands you know started listening to like you know beyond just like metallica uh like more into bands like higher x violence kind of the more mm -hmm. i guess underground uh less commercially successful were band. you discovering it on your own or was it being fed through the brother so that was mostly on my own, but I, I think initially my, my brothers definitely like helped me out. I think just like growing up, listening to like that pop punk stuff, listening to like, uh, like green day and stuff. And he went down his own rabbit hole, you know, in, into kind of more like, you know, eighties hardcore stuff mm -hmm. like descendants and, um, and like bad brains and stuff. So I think oh. I, like, I saw how he did it. A lot of it was like, you know, just like scrounging on the internet. It was like, far enough into the internet being a thing to where you could like start to go down like Wikipedia rabbit holes, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know what totally I mean? Where I could just like look up all these bands. And I remember there being a, a bunch of documentaries at the time that I watched kind of on metal. Um, like there was a thrash documentary that came out, I think towards the end of my like middle school, early high school called get thrashed that helped. Kind I of remember that one. Yeah, that exposed me to a bunch of like underground bands. And I think also just, uh, you know, finding the Metallica and Megadeth connections, you know, on mm -hmm. the internet, mm -hmm. which band members used to be in both those bands or Slayer or Anthrax. And then, you know, kind of going down the rabbit hole there or just, you know, hearing, seeing people on like YouTube comments being like, oh, fucking violence is way sicker than Metallica. <laughs> like, violence, you know, like stuff like that. Um, and then, yeah, come high school, uh, my buddy, I, I met my buddy Kenny, who is our, the drummer for our band. We're the only two original members. And I, I was still like very much a thrash kid and they were into like death metal. And I kind of, in order to hang with them, they were like the only metal heads. <laughs> I kind of had to get on their level, you know? So I started listening to like death and day aside of morbid angel, which is, you know, it was a little bit of, took a little bit of getting used to mm -hmm. down tuning guitars, but, uh, but yeah, that's kind of how it started. Like logistic is very much like still my 15, 16 year old high school band that I just didn't have the common sense to stop doing. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Totally. So, oh, go, go for it, Joseph. Sorry. I just, I don't know if this is skipping too far ahead, but I remember when I first heard of logistic slaughter when I was, I don't know, it was, it was over 10 years ago. I remember being kind of scared. I was like, this is definitely like too gnarly for me. Oh, um, it was like, I don't know. Man. Like, yeah, it was just like, holy shit, these guys are fucking it's like too evil, like too scary. And I, I, I didn't really like get into it for a while because of that. And then I remember uh, playing with you guys at Extermination Fest 2018. The first time I was playing drums for uh, To Violently Vomit. Yeah, it came down. And then um, so it's Jeremy, the vocalist. That's his name, right? Yes. He did the like like the animal vocal thing. Yeah, at so. the very end of the set and that's just like what hooked me and i'm just like holy shit i finally get it like i know actually in between then i had heard corrosive ethics and so i had like 
been looking forward to seeing you guys at that show and everything. Um, but so then I've been just like really stoked to, uh, I don't know, play some shows with you guys or whatever. And then we finally made that happen this weekend when last of Lucy played on Sunday at the X bar and you guys uh, were ahead of us. Um, so that's just kind of a sort of way of explaining how we kind of got you guys in this week and how, how we're kind of finally making it work, but it's been a long ways coming. And I've always like, I've been a fan of, of ever since that show, I've been like, dude, they're doing some crazy stuff. So I definitely want to get more into like kind of EP by demo by release kind of how how everything went from there totally yeah. Uh, yeah and thank you for that man that, that means a lot whenever we end like a lot of the time we try to end our, our set on that uh the song cathartic killing or whatever because yeah that's the one i listened to that on the way home today just to i'm like isn't this the one that has that thing and i'm like yes there it is is that is that the one that okay so you guys had the recent footage in oakland it was like a 23 minute set or something you guys did yeah i think we closed the set with that Song. Okay, because I remember it was like an older song you guys closed with, and I was like, "Oh shit, this shit's fucking actually heavy as fuck, dude." Yeah, yeah, you could definitely see like the face, like people's faces, like when Jeremy busts out that crazy vocal. It was mm. like you could see like a lot of like <laughs> it's definitely like divides the room. Either people are fucking not into it, or they're like, "What the fuck is that?" That is I'm so actually, I'm actually the the of the camp of I accept it. Yeah, you know, when somebody does unique weird shit like there's times where uh your vocalists remind me of uh uh fucking what's his name from cattle dude he was fucking Travis Ryan Travis yeah. sorry dude uh Travis yeah and how he has his unique you know styles that he does too and I was just like you know I, I wouldn't be surprised if cattle was an influence of your vocalist as well he totally yeah he's super influenced by Travis that's why one of his biggest influences and uh i mean i don't want to necessarily speak for him but i know there's uh if you guys are familiar with uh like lost to be at all like japanese slam band they were kind of um yeah i think uh they were they were recording an album and i don't think ended up ever finishing it and it came out like i think it leaked a couple years later and then eventually came out officially as an ep but mm. i know that's a big influence for his vocals as well as uh vomit the soul uh, he does some really fast shit too, dude. Yeah, dude. I'm like, he's what's the name of that Japanese band again? A uh, glossectomy. Glossectomy. Okay, I'm checking it out. Is that the yeah, one with the, with the super fast blast beat, like the insanely. No, fast I know oh, what you're okay. talking about. It's yeah. is that what is that intestinal something? There's like one Japanese it. grind band that I that everybody say, no, say it again, Mike, because I Mike Mike gets cut off every time. Oh, sorry. Uh, I it? think it's uh, Viscera Infest. Yeah, okay, okay, that's okay, it. Okay. That's like, it. The drummer who's like only rocking short shorts and going fucking nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and they do dude. like a dance to it, right? They do some sort of like yeah, specific dance. Yeah, the cockroach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The cockroach. <laughs> yeah. Listen to me. I'm like, it's intestinal, <laughs> fucking. <and, yeah>. <laughs> vaginal, introvective, <laughs> fucking. <laughs> yeah, uh, but. but uh, yeah, I like the yeah they do that like interesting cockroach mo mosh or whatever. Which I remember seeing videos of a glossectomy doing that back in like oh six. Oh, wow. I mean, this will actually wrap around to the beginning of the band too. But uh, I remember seeing like we we saw videos of of uh, Japanese like fans doing that to Japanese like death metal bands. So we started doing that at like our small local shows too, <laughs> where you just like basically lay flat on your back and like 
wiggle. Uh, so that's, <laughs> I was just about to say, like, you're going to have to tell me what this is because I'm sure there's plenty of people. Oh, that fuck out. Joseph's on. I can see him. Yeah, I wish but that. I don't know. Everybody jumps on their back and starts wiggling around like they're a cockroach on their back. Exactly. So you like wiggle around your arms and your legs. I yeah, think you go in the pit, you go like that. You start, everyone does it on their back. <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't know. One of hey, your, dude, it's your, innovative. I mean, you're bringing something uh, new yeah. to the table. Like, I mean, I mean dude, when I first saw it, I immediately started laughing and I'm like, this is awesome. Cause I'm like, you got me already in the humors. Like, you already hit me like in the funnies. Like, I'm, I'm already like, in, I'm already like wanting to ask more questions. Like, just imagine like a huge section of a of a crowd just dropping to the floor and while you're watching, <laughs> like you didn't even know about the cockroach pit, and then you show up and do a show. <laughs> it's kind of like it's a very it's a very aggressive version of like the first time I went when uh I forget once had friends from Devourment or something bring me down to go watch them in like Fresno, and I was like this is like two thousand fucking like seven or eight or something, and uh, they're like come down to the show it's uh you know guttural secrete and all these cool bands and I'm like cool. So they bring me down and then it was during the slam part where the, the chunky part and yeah. everyone started everyone started doing this. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, and everyone started doing it. I was the only person going like, what am I supposed to like? Am I supposed to do something right now? Like, <laughs> there's a thing I have to do. Like, what's going on? And I was like, you know, it was, it was just something different to, you know, to walk into. But that's, well, you know, some, Josh, you know. Josh used to do this all the time. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. If Josh was like, if Josh was like famous, that would probably be a thing. You know, it's like, it's like the Frank's got this. Josh has got this, you know, like people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But no, it's something cool, you know, something different. Cockroach. Oh, yeah. One of my favorites is the, I don't know if you guys ever seen the, um, I think it's like the pickaxe. <laughs> oh, I have seen that. that. Yeah. I've seen that in like, uh, yeah. Like kind of South Bay uh, death metal shows. Speaking of like ominous ruin. Uh, totally. But yeah. Um, yeah. I love just seeing like different microcosms of like, you know, metal dance or whatever, moshing or whatever totally. you want to call it. So, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. A lot of it comes from those like European festivals too. I'll watch like videos of those European festivals and there'll be like something funny going on. I don't know. In the pit, like someone's got like start something and then everyone starts doing it. And then like, you know, it well, turns it into goes, a thing. I mean, it's been around forever, dude. I mean, Black Dolly Murder used to throw fucking beach balls in the crowd and shit. And so people are fucking pitting and tossing beach balls around and and back to carry real quick shout out to carry gear once again son of aurelius with their fucking foam swords they would yep. toss form swords foam we got swords here in yep. the crowd and everybody be having battles and shit you know I, and i'm gonna like, shout out even those. farther to fucking canvas Solar, solaris with the ground sloth dude <laughs> ground sloth dude hey we're still waiting for that i know i need to actually hit him up because it would be right here i'm just letting it i've actually been episode. listening to radical research podcast all the time isn't dude. it fucking great dude it's so good i dude. love yeah, it they're deep, they're deep in their shit. I, I definitely want to have hunter back on and i want uh jeff, jeff to, to come, come with him dude i want Hell both yeah. of them on because jeff's a, he's definitely a guy who can rap for a long oh, yeah. time about metal dude i want to i want to hear him talk about death metal um but yeah, yeah. we're in the weeds let's get it back to logistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so get us from like high school band to like first ep kind of what about that era maybe yeah um so yeah I, I just like i met kenny and uh my buddy kyle who's like the original second guitarist of the band like in sophomore year of high school and then i think we we did our like due diligence and did the whole you know practice like three four times a week take it super seriously together uh in a garage along with our, our buddy uh kyle kirby who was playing bass with us and it was just us three for a while we just like hashed it out 
did, you know, several hour practices like three or four times a week. Um, and we really honed in on just like writing songs first. Uh, and then we ended up recording an EP uh, shortly after. Um, and then from there, we, we kind of use that as leverage to like um, get our first couple shows. Um, but you could tell like that, that early EP, I don't know. I don't even necessarily think about it as like the same band just because like our references were very few and far between musically, you know, it was like the, the death metal bands that were well known at that point, like, you know, Nile and, uh, and behemoth, I, I guess the, the big, the heavy hitters at the time. Uh, and it just sounds like, you know, 60 year old kids trying their best to like, <laughs> you know, mimic what they hear in those bands or whatever. But we did that. And then, um, we hooked up with our buddy, Andy Smith, uh, who's a couple years older than us that Kendrick knew, I think through like Boy Scouts or something. <laughs> so, you know, kind of not the most metal, uh, <laughs> metal connection or whatever, but, uh, he, can yeah, know, he knows how to tie a fucking knot though, dude. That's true. Dude. Slipknot or, <laughs> Slipknot or, sorry, uh, definitely Slipknot was one of the, like on the first page of knots, dude. <laughs> I'm old. I'm a boomer. I'm down. <laughs> But uh, yeah, he ended up joining us on vocals uh, and he does vocals for Spider now. Um, super guttural dude. But um, he ended up joining our band. We played a bunch of shows and um, with kind of that first EP, just like a bunch, a bunch of songs, I think it's five songs kind of to help us get our foot in the door and build up some traction. Um, but yeah, it's just like really bad mellow death, basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, you got to start somewhere. Uh after that, like a year later, recorded our second uh, EP called Biophage, which at that point, that was when we started hearing like, I think, um, more like early brutal death metal. Like I think seeing uh, Summer Slaughter, Summer Slaughter, geez, 09 was kind of a big uh, like pivot point for me because I remember seeing Suffocation and Dying Fetus and Decrepit Birth and that being like a huge kind of like light bulb moment especially seeing suffocation. Like I think after I saw Suffo, I was just like, I want to make music like that. Like oh, yeah. for now on, you know? Um, and that definitely informed uh, the next EP uh, biophage, which was basically like, again, like a 16 year old, 17 year old kid. who's not that good trying to sound like suffocation, which if you <laughs> listen to it now, you probably couldn't even notice that or whatever. But um, yeah. So that, that was like a huge pivotal moment. Um, and then around that time, we actually started running our own venue out of my buddy's garage called Dude's Garage once a month. Nice. Um, yeah, Dude's which is garage. Of, yeah. Hey, you guys going to Dude's Garage this week, dude? Fucking Savala Carnage is fucking playing, dude. <laughs> I wish we had Savala Carnage. That'd be fucking awesome. We did uh, almost get weekend nachos one time. That was kind of cool. Mm. You guys familiar with them? Hell yeah. Yeah, hell, hell yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. Um, and also, Flesh Consumed played one oh, show. Shit. You know, yeah, you have that like Santa Cruz connection or whatever. But. Yep. Who's, yeah, that, who's Corey, the one Corey. dude that we knew? Corey. Yeah. Corey. Yep. Yeah. So, I, Corey. The funny thing at that point, I think it was everyone else but Corey. I think. Uh, yeah. I think there was like a weird falling out. Um, yep, there was. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to get into that or whatever. But I think that specific lineup of the band decided to have like one last you know show kind of like goodbye or whatever and awesome. they, they, they play that show just like instrumentally or whatever which was uh yeah really awesome but anyway like that that venue dude's garage or whatever that uh 
I kind of put together with my buddy Aaron and a bunch. What was of- the cover? What was the cover for shows? It was literally three bucks just to cover the porta potty we had to rent. <laughs> nice, <laughs> like, we were not interested in making money. We just we were kids, so like running like eighty bucks a month. Cover for- the rent for the porta potty. Not even buy beer or anything. Just cover the rent for where we shit and piss, dude, for the night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, I like that. That's good. Keep them out of the house. Totally. It's yeah, it makes exactly. so much sense, dude. It's like people will show up and you know, that's all that matters. And you know, and maybe someone will get one shit all over or their backyard and all that shit. Exactly, dude. Except some people still like fucking piss or piss <laughs> in the woods and shit. They still take hey, a piss, dude. I they piss all over the place, dude. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was like an important uh kind of meeting place for us though. That was kind of where our scene was centered when we were kids. Um yeah, and from there we recorded a demo or whatever uh, a few years later, and that was kind of our like attempt at like brutal death metal or whatever. But I feel like those first three releases, the first EP, Biophage, and then I think it was just like self-titled demo or whatever, which came out in 2011. Those are all us just I don't know trying to figure out what we wanted to do essentially. Um, and then from there we got Jeremy in the band in around uh, 20. 13 i want to say and that's really where um it felt like we were matured and started to sound like like how we are now we weren't just some like shitty high school band i guess um and within those three years um we had lineup changes it was basically that that's where kenny and i our drummer um kind of became the core members and the more consistent members up until this point and then jeremy joined uh, we had our bassist Kayvon and then a guitar player named uh, Mike Ashton, who has a really, really sick band called Volnerve. If you guys are familiar, definitely check them out. Volner? Uh, yeah, Volnerve. Super sick. It's almost like uh, dissonant, gore gutsy, but like mixed with like early decrepit birth. Oh. Yeah. That sounds up like, my alley. Yeah, it's super sick. You should check it out. But uh, he also played uh, with Vitriol for a period of time. Uh, oddly enough throwing it back to that show Um, but yeah so uh that lineup was like really essential for our first album corrosive ethics where i felt like we finally started to mature as musicians you know started figuring out our niche started throwing in the weird vocal variations and um yeah i think jeremy is a huge a huge credit to that like just because when we jammed with him he was supposed to fill in just for a tour Mm -hmm. um and he ended up just like we were trying him out to to play the tour or whatever. And he came in with like a lot of those crazy fucking vocal ideas. And I remember like we didn't say anything, but like Kenny and I locked eyes like after the practice. We're like, we need this motherfucker in the band. This guy's fucking insane. That's a good feeling, dude. You yeah. Because a lot of times, how many times? I don't know. Real. Uh, uh, I know it's weeds, but around the horn real quick. How many times have you tried out a musician and you're like, fuck, how am I going to at the end of this? Tell this dude he's not good enough. Oh, yeah, it's a terrible. It's a couple that I've had a couple of them in my life, dude, and it's never fucking. Well, the way to I mean, what I would like my instant, what I'm just thinking of right now would be like, yeah, we're trying out a bunch of people. Yeah, you know what I mean, just say a bunch of people. So it's not just like it's only you, dude. And then one other guy. So I'm just like fuck a, up, I, it's know. hard for me to ghost people, though, you know? So, like, if dude yeah. keeps hitting me up. After, yeah, you got to just be like, no, I'll just tell him, like, oh, we went with the other yeah. guy. The other guy. That was, there was 500, dude. It's all good. You know, he got close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Dude, I've been snorting so much lately on this fucking last two episodes. Do I snort (laughs) when I laugh now? (laughs) I don't know where it's coming from. Dude, it happens to me too. My fucking fiance always makes fun of me for it. It's like only happened in the past six months. Yeah, maybe. It's it's literally a new thing for me too, dude. So maybe something's in the water, dude. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So weed. So weeds. Yeah, anyway. someone, someone, get us out of this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll just like pick up where. where yeah, I'm. just go for it, dude. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, at, at that point, um, yeah. So that was the lineup that wrote and uh, recorded "Corrosive Ethics," our first album. Uh, we recorded that in like a couple years before it came out, actually, because we were we were kind of sitting on it. Um, for about like yeah a year and a half we were kind of having like member issues at that point we recorded in 2014 it didn't come out was it diy or did you guys work with somebody uh we worked with jack shirley if you guys know who that is works out of atomic garden i think his his most well-known credit is uh working with uh fuck i'm blanking on their name uh deaf heaven oh okay yeah yeah yeah, definitely yeah uh he also did the uh, ludium album that i did bass on so oh nice oh nice oh yeah and I'm seeing his on the URM. Uh, is it URM? Whatever. It's like it's like a fucking ad. Yeah, it's like Jack Shirley mixes this Steph Heaven song. And it's got like a picture of him. And I scroll by him on Facebook every day. I should probably yeah, watch it. it. <laughs> <laughs> that Eludium is awesome, by the way. Oh, thanks. Like, yeah. Yeah, you oh. and Chantel killed it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. There's more coming. Okay. Uh, that's rad that Jack. I didn't know Jack did anything like as brutal as logistic, though. I thought he was more into other kinds of music. Yeah, totally. He he seems to be more kind of in like I guess like the hardcore to I guess kind of that like shoegazy mm-hmm. kind of element of stuff. Somebody uh, explain shoegaze. Yeah, to can me we right now. can we get get the bottom of shoegaze? Because like we're the boomers here. Like people mm-hmm. say like so you shoegaze all the time. Okay. Like, I, I like I like bands that like mix like black like, metal and shoegaze, but I don't know what the shoe. Oh, it's like, oh, it's, it's like an established it's like you're looking that, at, you're looking at your pedals, right? Yeah, exactly. That's where the name comes from. Oh, like, nervous, Jesus. dirty dude. Did you, just, down did you figure that out on your own, Casey? Did you figure that out? Like, did you just figure that out on your no, own? I, I knew that. Someone told you, right? Shut There's the no way up. you figured that out. There's <laughs> that's a stargazer. There's a stargazer I'm not going who to always tell looks you the up. So this is the opposite of a stargazer <laughs> who always looks down. Exactly, bro. Whoa. And that, I, that's another. Actually, I didn't think of it that. That's still doesn't Jesus. tell me what the fuck kind of music makes you look down <laughs> dude okay so you're using a lot of effects pedals and like you know you're you're like staring at your shoes and uh, shit, i mean so okay. was so was fucking like, the muse like tripped out you know? it's like, like so was incubus like, yeah but it's but they're like they have to look up and shit you know so it's, like, it's like, like imagine the music like so, noise well, imagine style. the music's so mellow that you can just stare at like the pedal the whole time you know who's uh, actually by the way where trevor is just tonight is he's, he's watching mammatus right as we speak playing uh, oh, mammatus yeah he literally Fuck was like yeah. you want to go to mammatus i'm like no i have a fucking thing so he took carrie but they're yeah they're playing, watching huh? mammatus oh, right shit. now where yeah. dude shout out to mammatus that yeah yeah, yeah that was an old school name i love yeah, that like, it's one of their first shows in like years is tonight so and i was where, like i got where? a podcast where is it the felt music hall which you actually have to check out it's the best venue in santa cruz cool right yeah it's a new it's new is uh, is explosions in the sky shoegaze? I, I think that's kind of shoegaze. Like post The best comparison that I've heard for shoegaze is just uh, it's hardcore, but you get really high and play it at half speed. Nice. <laughs> okay, Dude. so it's still kind of chunky. It's still exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's still the like the meat. 
Explain shoegaze uh, from your angle. I was totally kidding about half the shit I was saying, but like but it makes sense. <laughs> no, most of it was right. Oh, really? Cool. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. That's where it came from. I think fucking uh, Nirvana or somebody coined the term just because oh. you know, oh. the grunge slash shoegaze thing, because they would just fucking you know have their hair over their face and look at their shoes, dude. Like, Sonic, Sonic oh. Youth and stuff, kind of. Thing. Even more yeah. weeds. Even more weeds. Real yeah. quick, I've seen early Nirvana footage where Kurt would face the wall. He wouldn't face anybody. He would put his face up against the wall while he. Performed. Isn't that because Kurt Cobain invented like like shred tapping on the guitar? He didn't want anyone to see <laughs> like his tapping secret, so much. Right? Oh, sorry, that was know. that was Van Halen. Sorry. <laughs> I think probably more. That's more Roger Waters. Probably is worth. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But still, though, no, that's that's definitely fucking hilarious for that dude. That's definitely. <laughs> actually, did you see actually on my story? Just real quick, Kurt Cobain story. Ten seconds. I saw that. I saw it. Yeah, yeah. About how Kurt Cobain's just all he's being interviewed, and they're like. They're all, dude, they're charging $50 for Madonna tickets. He's just all, what the oh, yeah. $50? Like, genuinely, like, that? what the fuck? No, he's generally, uh, generally, genuine, so. genuinely, like, what? The, no one does that. What, they're like 50 to 75, dude. And he's just all like, the fuck? Like, no one does that. And like, I was like, well, I spent $1,600 on two tickets a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was like 1990 yeah, now or something. Yeah. It was yeah. I mean, there's inflation. Nothing. There's inflation, oh, but yeah, not dude. that much. You Can know, you imagine just... how much Nirvana tickets would cost today? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like 600 piece. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I was gazing at my shoes. Yeah. So Jack yeah, Shirley mixes the album or masters and then it comes out a couple years later and then everyone's like, holy shit, this, these guys why are didn't sick. I ma- why didn't I just make a flip-flop gazing joke right there? <laughs> oh, dude, you got a chance. Because nobody does that. That's 311. Sandal gazing. 311? 311. Sandal gazing is 311. Sandal gazing. Anthony, scenesters don't wear sandals, dude. <laughs> Sandal gaze. We're doing it. Sandal gaze. <laughs> Just All right, there, no like... more fucking gazing. I'm gonna gaze right at these guys <laughs> while they tell me about their band. Right now. That's what I'm gonna All do. Right, yeah, enough gazing. <laughs> right. uh, but uh, yeah, so that was <laughs> that was our first. I'm sorry, I'm still distracted. <laughs> no, no, I know, no. dude. It I happens. mean, it's hard to not be distracted with what just fucking went down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, at that point, we just uh, released the record. Um, just continued to play basically local shows kind of, you know, continued to live life and then, uh, went on a couple tours. Uh, and then at that point, uh, we're in the process of writing the second record, which came out earlier this year. Um, and we, we kind of had falling out with some members. We're, we're fine now, but, uh, at that point it was basically just, uh, Kendrick, uh, Jeremy, our vocalist, and I working on writing the record. It was kind of a long process because, you know, some people moved away and we were down a couple members. So most of the like heavy lifting for the writing was like Kendrick and I kind of getting in a room and then also me kind of like marinating on musical concepts and ideas or whatever. Um, kind of on my own i'm sorry this is all fucking boring shit or whatever no it's not no. at all dude this is all the stuff that we want to hear dude for yeah sure. you're gazing yeah. on some stuff and <laughs> you're yeah, gazing exactly. at the future no i mean that music the especially the the chemistry between you and kendrick is so obvious in the music that it's really interesting to hear about how it came together because i hear that shit and i'm just like how the fuck did you come up with this like it's cool to have any kind of insight into that 
Totally. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think that's really like the reason why Kenny and I have kept it going all these years is we just have that strong kind of musical uh, chemistry and identity that we built together. Cause like, that's been kind of the focus since, since corrosive and especially on this last record is just to create something that, that sounds kind of original and different, really mm -hmm. finding our own voices. And I think, uh, Kenny and I are both really like songwriting kind of minded, if that makes sense. Like, um, I, I, I think to a degree, we're definitely like technical players, but I don't know if we think of ourselves as technical musicians. It's almost more like we write this stuff that's, you know, interesting sounding, but hard to play. And then we just have to like force ourselves to like rise to the occasion to pull it off, you know? And I think uh, our influences are really, um, we, we like to have like a collective inf influences, you know? You know, I know for him, a big one's like Sean Reinhardt, rest in peace from death and uh, oh, Cynics. Yeah. Cynics was like a huge, huge band for both of us. And I think we like to, I mean, at least imagine that we have like kind of the same thing that like, you know, uh, Paul Masvidal and Sean had before. Nice. Uh, but yeah, you guys definitely have like a live feel, even on the albums. Like, uh, I'm, I'm assuming you guys don't record to a click or anything. So we, we do, we, we do, but we don't, um, we try to keep the drum sound as natural as possible. Oh, okay. So, I mean, you I had me fooled. So yeah, it, was, it, it works. Yeah. It um, just sounded like a live jam kind of like, like a super tight studio recording. Yeah. Thanks dude. That's actually a huge compliment. Cause that's, yeah. that's definitely what we're going for. We want to make sure that there's still like life to the production. Cause I feel like, uh, a lot of them, productions that have happened in the past like 10 years are kind of sterile so we've been very um been very specific about who we want to work with to try to get a little bit more of a natural sound but you know it's like a balance mm -hmm. so um yeah thanks man uh, that's a that's a huge compliment um but yeah basically we're working on the record uh and mostly it was really kenny and i working on ideas and me coming to the table with a bunch of like ridiculous ideas that shouldn't work. And Kenny just like dealing with me <laughs> and basically fixing my messes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, um, and at that point we, we recorded everything. Uh, we, we went to a bunch of different studios. Uh, Kendrick went to, uh, to Rapture studios. If you guys know Cody at all, Rapture recordings. Yep. Uh, he used to drum in spite. I think he might still drums, but I'm not sure. Uh, not entirely sure. Are you guys familiar with Rapture at all? Yeah. They keep hearing about it on the podcast a bunch, that's, but actually, I've never been there. I know that's where Andrew Baird did the Ominous Ruin. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot Andrew's playing with you guys. Yeah, yeah I only know him from uh, Fallujah. Yeah. Uh, Andrew isn't playing with Alex's. Yeah, uh, with the Ominous Ruin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll call him Andrew for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> My buddy Andrew. Yeah, I, was like, I was like, "Hey, I'm the drummer. What's going on?" <laughs> yeah. It's like, "Oh, we forgot to tell you, dude. We Did got I get fired or something." What happened? I'm all, dude. These podcasts have been going pretty well, and we're just grabbing the <laughs> oh, damn it. Yeah. No. no, just kidding. <laughs> okay, so that's where Kendrick recorded at. Yeah, and then um, we reamped guitars with Jack again. I just kind of recorded them mostly by myself, and then around this time. Uh, towards the end of the recording process, uh, Spence joined us. Uh, I met Spence through uh, my fiance. They went on tour together, 
with uh, Spence's old band, uh, Hate Storm Annihilation, and that's kind of how we connected. So uh, was your was your fiance in a band with Spence? Uh, so uh, my my fiance, her, her name's Teresa. She plays in a or she goes by Rhea. She's gonna hate that I called her Teresa, <laughs> but uh, 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 we've actually played a band together called Cartilage. Yeah, oh, yeah we saw yeah. you guys. Oh, yeah, we saw you guys. Yeah, we were all there. Fuck yeah, yeah, you guys are oh, sick. Yeah, She's yeah. rad. Yeah. She's sick live too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Got that uh that uh that's your that's your that's your fiance. Yeah, yeah. Oh we, cool, awesome, yeah. awesome. Yeah, my uh friend was there to drop off a picture to her. Literally. Oh yeah, yeah, Pit yeah, shark yeah, yeah. Six, six, six. yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout yeah. out Pit Shark. Or, yeah, oh, yeah. Homie fucking Pit Shark. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but uh yeah, so she was playing in a band called um, Dreaming Dead at the time, just like filling on a guitar. And that was actually, I, I think, uh, wasn't that a tour with Morbid? Morbid Angel, right? I'm acting like I forgot this. I totally know it is Morbid. Dreaming Dead? You're saying Dreaming Dead? That yeah. sounds like a familiar name. I've, I've heard that before. I've definitely heard yeah. it, for sure. Yeah, so she was playing guitar in that band for uh, a tour, uh, who were on tour with Morbid Angel. Um, and that's how uh, Rhea and Spence met. And then Spence and I came, became friends. And then I actually like shot him a text right before we like recorded a, or right as we started beginning recording the record. And then I thought I thought Spence ghosted me, but it turns out that he like never got the text because <laughs> I think <laughs> I think you were like going and uh, traveling to like the East Coast or something. And I sent you the text like right before. Like right before you left or something? Do oh, wait, the Android that? Android user probably right. <laughs> I, I wasn't. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think um, that was right before I had gone on uh, a different tour, and like you had sent me that text. And also, I was a fan of Logistic before I even knew uh, Rhea or Mike, um, which was oh, yeah. just wild. Like I started listening to the band. It was one of the only. Uh, brutal death or slam bands that i listened to period and i didn't know that they were from the bay area i didn't know uh anything about them but yeah all right well this is a good time to dig into you spence let's hear your <laughs> history bro we got up to you now i want to know let's your hear that beautiful part. voice man <laughs> yeah let's hear that mic dude let's lock <laughs> um yeah, what do you want to know? Just my history. This, the way that Mike, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Way that Mike started. Take me back, take me all the way back, dude. As far as you want to go in childhood, <laughs> that you can figure out where it it clicked with you. That's what I always say, dude. When music changed, like it's not just background music now. I actually am paying attention to this shit and and interested in how this works. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was around the same time, I think, for me, is like Mike said, in middle school, I started like, I actually, I wasn't into metal until like late high school. I was mostly like funk and R&B. Yeah, I want to hear all that, soul. dude. Take me to the beginning, dude. The funk and all that shit, dude. Yeah. So I started playing bass in about, what, fucking seventh grade? Something like that. I was in nice. a band before. I played trombone. Mm -hmm. It was tight as hell. Nice, um, dude. And then, yeah, I started uh, jamming out to Red Hot Chili Peppers stuff. That was my favorite band for a long time. Um, so I just got super into like uh, slap techniques and stuff like that. And then in high school, I started, you know, playing with like 
you know, high school band. I had a really good music program, a really good music teacher. And he started teaching me about jazz and like, uh, you know, just all different kinds of like world music and stuff. And then after that, I actually went to uh, Berkeley School of Music in Boston. And uh, I just wait, yeah. I was just about to say, wait, there's a there's a berkeley elsewhere it's in boston it's, oh yeah it's the most prestigious music school in the okay world, so berkeley cali is second <laughs> it's not it's not used to berkeley. that it's different no 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 it's <laughs> no, no no it's in boston it's in massachusetts it's the berkeley massachusetts. school of music in boston it's not so yeah, that's yeah. the better one to go to though oh well, yeah yeah well, it's not the same as berkeley though like you say like it's UC it's berkeley. only a music school whereas yeah, uc yeah. berkeley is like yeah, it's like totally different. Oh, okay okay, totally okay, different. okay yeah, 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 yeah it's like yeah. only like the most like gnarly people go there and teach and stuff it's like mike my, my so genie spencer, from fucking... so spence you're fucking gnarly all right let's keep going <laughs> <laughs> well nobody there thought i was gnarly because instantly <laughs> when i got there i was like one of the only people who like listened to cannibal corpse and machuga and everyone was like oh this isn't music this is trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, that, like, that hurts, know. dude. That yeah, hurts to me exactly. because it's, it's so. Uh, I mean, and it, I keep. I hate to cut you off again, but I'm just gonna say, like, dude, like profound, like people who are really into music should know that there's a lot going on in death metal. You know, like for you to just be this guy in a music school and you're like, oh, dude, that isn't music. Like, come on, dude. Well, it just needs like a, there's like a, you need a bug, like a little bug to kind of get you and bite you a little bit. You can't just like like the first time organically hearing death metal for me. I was like, what the fuck is, you know, it's like it's but like don't not you like, think a, that, like a like a guy who's going to school could kind of look at be above everything and be like, OK, I, I know. Yeah, where. but there's also, you know, there's a guy going like and they're like singing and shit. And the guy's like, Brr. you know, it's like it's kind of like a totally <laughs> different thing to like hear. Like you hear that for the first time and you're like, what the fuck is this? You know, it's like and actually just to give a I'll do the shout out right now to, to Cheney for getting on your mom's house. Uh, podcast. Yeah, dude. You, so she like, oh, shit, no way. yeah, they're they're They did an episode when they're like talking to her and they're like, I was talking to Cheney today and they're like, yeah, something might happen. But fucking the cool thing about that is that I've listened to your mom's house for years and they've years. always made made fun of death metal. They're like, death metal is the worst genre. They're like, it's yeah. the shittiest. Like they're, they're always making fun of it. And then Christina Przinsky today like messages fucking Cheney like how do I do those vocals? I actually kind of want like she's like got a little bug. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a little it start. Hurt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a little start to, you know, to like to get going. You don't just like I don't I don't I don't know how like a musician that's been trained their whole life just like with like standards or like, you know, whatever they want to you know learn and stuff just as falls into death. I was like, oh, yeah, this, you know, is like a trained musician their whole life. And they've been like had this path with the instructors telling them what's good, what's not to just go like, oh, death metal is good. You know, it's like usually when you're that. Like, I don't know. It seems like that's not something that a lot of instructors are in. Maybe in the future, that'll be something that like they'll look back on as like an old. Oh, the old Campbell Corpse standard. Fuck with a knife. Yeah, that one. Oh, yeah, I've yeah. already. But I've already <laughs> said it. I've said it many times, dude. And if those, you know, instructors that you're talking about were presented with instrumental versions of all those songs, like how would they be as standoffish? Well, I think they would still know. need to climb the ladder. You know what I mean? Like what we went through, like we had to start somewhere, go to the next thing, then go to the next thing. Like they can't just start with like the most insane shit to start off with. Like the reason why we got here is because we, we started somewhere. Yeah. We, we went up a rung and then went up that, a sounds, rung. That, that sounds that sounds like fucking uh, that sounds like we're being like, oh, dude, 
you're in music school nah dude you gotta you gotta get above that (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah what's the difference between like actual like musicianship and like a genre of like fucking weird music you know what i mean there's like i don't know there's got to be some sort of like it's not like a standard that they're growing up with their whole i was just thinking like there's there's certain language that everybody speaks in music and it translates across the board if you really have the right ear for my experience was like teachers like like drum teachers at least like would be like drum teachers probably are down like they're like oh death metal you know i can't get into like the you know thing but like (laughs) man the drummer's insane you know yeah the the drummer's a crazy thing you know so like you know and then of course you got the guys that got got bigger with it like pete sandoval and then like you know Derek Roddy and you know guys mm-hmm. like that that's kind of made it like more, more mainstream totally definitely that um and of course other dudes like Dick Barker of course and all that different you know but like yeah I don't know it's like but they're always like but they always have to say it's like they're like but I don't like the music like they're like I just want you to know yeah yeah, like, yeah. Not, <laughs> I, I don't listen that to that oh, yeah no 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 yeah. you know, I respect yeah. it it's but bad. I don't like it yeah I actually <laughs> there was I think that uh the level of musicianship thing is absolutely true because I had like mm-hmm. a bunch of teachers at Berkeley who like they came out of school and then they went right into teaching but then i had uh one dude who like he toured for most of his life with um uh i don't know if you guys know brian mcknight he's like a insane oh, yeah. r&b, R&B oh, yeah, 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 totally, yeah, totally. yeah yeah and i showed him uh some of the hate storm stuff um right after i recorded it and he had nothing bad to say didn't say like oh i don't like that he didn't make a face or anything he was just grooming along with it and like only had compliments that's so, awesome dude you know there's I a think... really cool uh, youtube channel that i've been watching for the past year um i haven't been watching it recently but when it first came out it's like a jazz drummer who's been taught jazz his whole life and they send him like gnarly metal fucking guys to watch and he'll just be like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh shit he's doing that oh he'll, he'll start breaking it down like and he's like oh fuck that's sick what he's doing i you know, do like, love watching that dude or like a composer who this, gets yeah. a yeah, sugar yeah. song and then yeah. they gotta yeah and he's sitting there going like he's sitting there listening to it like this like and like looking in the air and shit and he's like oh he's all oh oh and then he's gonna cool, pause it you know? and actually talk yeah. about like the the innards of it's it, you know? so cool to hear like their perspective of it especially when they're open to listening to it that's the main thing once yeah. you're open to listening to it first is the first step mm-hmm. second is like breaking it down like what do you think of it i want to i want to know what you, a gnarly musician thinks of this you know what i mean and the best a lot of the times he's like what's that rick beato the is like the best. oh yeah oh yeah oh, right. that. in a different <laughs> way yeah when, when he breaks apart a song like like all mm-hmm. the like sick parts oh of okay okay yeah yeah, yeah. no like, i like that yeah in the worst at the same time <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's cool just to hear that that rick is different rick is great when he's stoked on something and when he's like rip, ripping on something sometimes a little cringe but Dude, yeah it's like very boomer when he... <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah there's a way this is uh, the boomer musician kind of you'll hear like the cool my brother thing, what I like about Rick the guy... and i love him so yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's, it's one of those things that you like you hear those guys that are like open to it and they're not going to say anything shitty but they're going to like they might not be into it but they're not going to be like oh that suck or like i'm not into that they're just going to be like the only things they'll they'll really like listen to is the things that that change their mind or like a part that actually clicks with them. It's not like they're not sitting it for a, 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 a way to like sit back and be like, oh, fuck this part, though. You know what I mean? Like they're like yeah. more listening to it to like, OK, well, I'm taking it in. I'm not into it, but like I'm not going to shit on it. But they're but like, being there. He, he's giving it a true analysis. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's what it is. Finding yeah, what yeah. they like in it, you know, or what they can appreciate for sure. Yeah, because yeah, obviously you're going to be 
like getting the fans of that music like you're like if they're doing a fucking breakdown of like i don't know like a, the drummer from a sugar or something like that like you know they're not into that music like i don't need to hear this guy's opinions about like why he doesn't like it you know i want to hear like what he likes about it like you know what i mean and so anyone that's like I don't know. That's why I like though that one jazz drummer dude. And there's a composer from Hawaii that's like fucking sick. But I'm but confused. Anyways. Like, what you talking about, Rick Beato? Like, what, what, when is he a dog? And he usually loves. Oh, I thought music. you just said he was. I've never listened to him. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I I've mentioned that. Him. No, well, he, he, which he, he rips on like, about what he saw. New what, music. What does he rip on? Uh, he, he rips on like new music sometimes. Like, um, I don't know. He goes like, off like on pop some music? shit. Yeah, sometimes. Well, well, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Pop music. He just walked me into something. No, man. he like Fuck loves you. like 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 Michelle, all that kind of metal stuff, you know. But okay. whatever. No, it's all good. And I, I, I mean, I think it's funny that some people like him or don't. That's hilarious. But I was just confused. Yeah. I was like, wait, what are you guys talking? About? I actually need to look into it. I never even seen. So, I mean, uh, he's like good friends with Marty Friedman, and the interview is like sick. Yeah, he just had an interview with Sting that was insane. Like recently, I mean, Rick Beato, like to me, is a very open-minded. Like he loves. Oh, okay, okay. Whoa, I thought, I thought, yeah. Okay, yeah, I thought it yeah, came yeah. up as like a clo- like, oh, a, like I, I like some things communication like, or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, all yeah. yeah, it's probably my internet connection. Rick, if you ever watch this, <laughs> no, I don't even think you guys are talking about the same guy right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I really don't. I'm talking about the guy no, that sold me the Pontiac. Oh, you're talking the about <laughs> the guy reached behind you, not Rick Viet. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, so oh, we, got a cat. we got a cat on the episode, guys. Oh, what up? We're How did you get into Hatestorm? Was that your band before going yeah, to Berkeley? We, we, we need or? a cat moment real fast. Oh, sorry, cat <laughs> moment. All right, Mike, sit and just go. Ah. So what's the cat's name? Uh, we got Sagan right here. Oh, it's a black. Oh, we got two cats. Two black oh, cats. Two black cats. Hell yeah. Oh, whoa. oh, shit. What's yours name? Sagan, after the great Professor Carl. Nice. Her name is uh, Gigi. I'm going to put her down. After the great uh, Alan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, at this guy. Look how bummed he is. He's oh, so bummed right Sagan, now. Dude, that's <laughs> huh? He's chapped. He's like, he's like, I don't like your lighting. Your lighting setup. <laughs> Joel's got a fancy new lighting setup, everybody. It's not. I bought a couple bulbs. All right, well, it's not it's a, nice. It looks good. It's not it's fancy. All good. <laughs> sorry. All, all right, right dude, yeah, be... dude. This is how it goes, dude. I'm sorry, dude. You just gotta <laughs> hey, it let it run good. its course, and then we'll be back to you, dude. Welcome <laughs> to the this jungle, is where we're dude. at, dude. That's where we're going. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> might find a way jungle. out. Might not. <laughs> so did you join Hatestorm Annihilation while you were in at Berkeley, or was that a band you had before going there, or what's the timeline on that uh yeah yeah i joined hate storm uh while i was at berkeley i okay. think in my sophomore year and then uh i think after my after my junior year i uh we i think that may i dropped like the last month of classes and did class on the road while also touring with morbid angel oh shit <laughs> it was fucking gnarly and then <laughs> Uh, after that, I also have another project called uh, The Offering uh, that I started uh, touring with seriously. And um, yeah, I just never went back to school because we were touring so much. Damn. That's so awesome, that, man. The, the first project, what is it? What did you say? Hate what? What is it called? Uh, hate Storm Annihilation. Hate Storm Annihilation. So that was started in school. Were they all students at that school as well? Uh, it was started, I think, like five or six years uh, before I met the main guitar player. And then um, only the guitar player also went to school and the drummer was back in Chicago. And we, uh, so you guys met through school though. One member. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
nice go. dude that's kind of crazy to think like uh, you meet somebody in school is it become like uh, d- does your mindset go to like this is a new project for school or is it like a new just project yeah, it's weird it's a weird uh distinction it was a, definitely a little bit easier because it was metal and there wasn't that much metal at school so um i could have like kind of that hard line of like all right i'm playing like funk and jazz and r&b and stuff in school and then my fun time is like i go rehearse with the metal or punk bands that i was in and mm-hmm. play house shows and stuff totally i got actually a question for you so you went to you know berkeley school of music and stuff mm-hmm. and you're saying metal wasn't very like wasn't the prominent like obviously genre that people were listening to what mm-hmm. was uh it was really just musicians music like snarky puppy like your jacob collier uh just anything that had like 15 different chord changes in two seconds they love that shit yeah it's the same thing what we were going after i mean i don't know it's like but like in a different kind of you know different vibe but it's same idea like crazier crazier can be crazier moving you know like what's the what's who's who's better than this okay this okay gunther govin okay we'll go to like you know it's like it keeps like keeps going yeah did they love kendrick lamar because my brother went to UCLA and he was loved, all about love yeah. Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, yeah. It was mostly uh, interesting. Just kind Kamasi of like Washington trying to talk about Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand that he's like a dope MC and people, you know, talk about his writing and it's it stands out. But oh, I just yeah. I don't get it. Like, is it more is... the music or is it more the like the vo- what's Kendrick Lamar bringing that they're all about? Um, a lot of it was the production. Uh, okay. They loved uh, how the record was produced, and they just also loved uh, his lyrics and his vocal patterns and uh, all the features as well. Like okay. you know, getting Thundercat as a feature. And, oh yeah, um, George Clinton and yeah, it's just and all Thundercat, like, dude. Huge. I mean, you listen to his records and the production on that shit is also should be taught in schools, dude. Yeah, like that yeah. album, Drunk. That for sure is an album that I think that would be a killer class to take where you're learning about that because there's so much variety and and thundercat is such a fucking he's such a spanned out artist to where he he touches on so many different things throughout that album you're like okay yeah this is this I mean, it makes sense for me to see that in in curriculum i don't i haven't listened to enough kendrick lamar but now that you just told me that thundercat's on an album now I'm going to be listening to yeah. Lamar, dude. <laughs> well, know? it's cool to see Thundercat getting like he's getting his due finally. I'm seeing him like all over the place now. He's, he's yeah. like he played fucking actually where Mammoths is playing right now. He's he played there like fucking six like right as pandemic re- reopened. He was the first show was Thundercat with like 200 150 people like yeah, something like dude. small, you know, like and like now like he's I see his name everywhere. Like I see it like on every big thing now. So good for any him of now, you so. metal guys watching this right now that are into shred. Watch a Thundercat fucking performance, dude, because that dude shreds a six string bass guitar like most of the guitar players that you guys fucking love. Totally. You know, yeah. that and tiny desk thing. Remember, that's what you showed me. That's that three that those three songs, dude. And 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 he rips fucking solos through totally. songs dude that aren't on the album and you're just like this dude is one with his instrument he that is a, a and another appendage yeah metalhead too, dude. <laughs> is he a metalhead 
Yeah, he played yeah. suicidal tendencies. Oh yeah, dude, I forgot about that, dude. And and dude, his his lyrical content is fucking hilarious too. So yeah. you're down with yeah. humor, you're down with shred, and you're down with good fucking music. Please, I think do didn't he do a, a tour with Snoop Dogg back in the day too? He he was Erica Badu's bass player for a while. Like he's yeah. been around. He's definitely been around, dude. But it, it it's his solo shit where you really see him yeah. shine, dude. And it, it's it's a fucking front to back great listen thundercats fucking drunk i don't know what the new one's name but i know that drunk just hit me hard dude so mm-hmm. hit hit up drunk and fucking have a blast i'm trying to dude oh. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> i'm gonna go hit up drunk right now go get another beer so spencer so so you get out of berkeley you're mm-hmm. overqualified for logistics slaughter. <laughs> if anything, I felt underqualified, man. That was the hardest shit to learn in my life. Really? Oh, oh yeah. Trying to match uh, all of Mike's shit that he was doing. <laughs> oh. totally. I want to go back a little bit. Can you mm-hmm. tell us what it's like being on tour with Morbid Angel? Oh, it was the best. Especially, yeah. I mean, for my first tour. Plus, the bill was just stacked. It was Morbid what tour Angel. Was it? Yeah, go ahead. It was the uh oh god, what's the name of their last album? I can't remember. Oh. It was what it was that album release tour. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. And Origin. Um, so was it was Morbid other... Angel, it was Misery oh. Index. I was there. And Origin. Holy yeah. shit. It was oh my god, it was nuts. There were some players on that. Did <laughs> Misery Index not play some fucking, shows? Uh, Did they not play some shows on that? Yeah, they did. Uh, it was half Misery Index and then half Origin. Okay, I saw the Origin. Okay, yeah, because I remember hanging out with Paul and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome though. Yeah, who was drumming for Morbid Angel? Was it Tim? Did no, it was dude from a uh, fucking that thrash band. Uh, uh, God damn it! It was Scotty. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he stayed at my house multiple times. Yeah, yeah, that dude rips. He used totally. to live like twenty minutes from me in Forestville. Hell yeah, yeah. I miss that dude. Yeah, wow. me too, man. Yeah, it was just it was insane. And everybody, you know, everybody was seasoned and uh, we were all it was like our uh, their first like huge, huge tour and uh, my first tour period. And everybody was like super chill, like super accepting. Everybody would just come up and talk to us like there was no gatekeeping or anything because everybody had been doing it for, you know, over a decade probably saying that them. there was already an opening of the gates before you left. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. There's already an annihilation of the gateways, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's sick. That so All right. Cool. That's so cool, man. Um I didn't realize I was I had a rock star on the fucking podcast with us. <laughs> I know Jesus. I never got <laughs> um, the man i was like you sure dude <laughs> yeah so so then you're like logistic slaughter one of the only slam bands i listen to or you know death grind slam whatever yeah but you you really wanted to do it huh yeah That's sick. absolutely like i just i've been a fan of uh the band like i said for like two years before i even knew mike um and i was just stoked to even have the opportunity so do you live in the bay area now uh, it's controversial to say yes, but I live in Santa Rosa. So uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. The Bay Area. That's yeah. right there. Yeah. That's right there. Yeah. Just barely. I love Santa Rosa though. I, yeah, I have, yeah. I've, I've had a house in a family house in Guerneville for my whole life. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. And I love, I love Santa Rosa too. Fucking uh, beautiful Sonoma County fairgrounds. Fucking yeah. 
All that shit. Been to shows there. Fucking saw Zappa play Zappa. Dweezil oh, Zappa no doing way. fucking. Yeah, dude. It was fucking dope. And uh, that was called Harmony Festival. Uh, but yeah, dude, I love that area. I, I saw Carrie, Carrie Gear get married there. Oh, yeah. Petaluma. Yeah, right there. Right? Yep. At, at a flying cloud. I don't know. But anyways, got, it was a really nice. They, they got married place. on a flying cloud, dude. You gotta <laughs> fucking explain that, dude. It's just a winery. Everyone's just flying, so I was just drunk. <laughs> but uh, no, it was it was really fucking yeah. It's a beautiful place, and uh, yeah, that's actually. I know a lot of my friends that have actually they're eyeing that like area to like move to because it's like even though you know fire stuff is kind so of it's like, just like nah, dude, get the fuck out. Of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got fucking. <laughs> that was terrible with the fire stuff. That they got wiped out my my uh one of my best or carrie's sister actually she's a firefighter and would send me pictures of just like these fucking wiped out neighborhoods that were just gone like everything was completely gone I'm like oh my god like and and still expensive kind of live there i'm like oh, I, don't, I don't know if that's yeah it doesn't make sense right <laughs> yeah. you think the price would go down at least yeah <laughs> yeah it's like you might lose your house but dude you might catch fucking... on fire but here 1500 a month for this one bedroom <laughs> my shorts <laughs> Nice. So I get renter's insurance. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, take us uh, into. Uh, I guess is this where you guys uh, add the bass guitar to lower forms of life material? And yeah, yeah. So uh, Spence kind of had the unfortunate task of just having to figure out how to fit bass guitar over this craziness because it was all uh, all finished. Um, uh, the writing was finished and the drums were tracked, but I think, I think Spence joined in like right before I was tracking or maybe in the middle of tracking. Do you remember Spence? Yeah, it was like right, I think at the tail end of uh, guitar tracking. Cause I remember going to the, uh, the studio with you guys right after the uh, internal bleeding tour and yeah. we were like, uh, you know, messing with tones and stuff. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, we should mention that like Spence was uh, filling in for that tour, and then that's kind of when we like popped the question if he wanted to join, and then he, yeah, Spence had like, I don't know, like a month or two <laughs> to like figure out what to do and track all that stuff. Yeah, if that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you had like no time, dude. Thanks, yeah. man. But um, yeah, we we had a like a a mixing date already kind of scheduled in advance kind of a due date that we had a hit um but spence pulled it off and crushed it so he's yeah, oh, yeah. Total, total beast that's, that's, sick. that's sick so oh. i'm hearing joseph call you guys slam but i never get that slam vibe from you guys so like wh why why are you mentioning slam joseph i i i yeah i don't think you guys are i heard what, someone say it already maybe that was me. I'm, so, like, okay. I'm, I mean, so, I'm okay, really bad metal fan. Following what, him, what I was going to try and bring up was watching that live uh, set that you guys uploaded recently. Um, you guys have the like the buildup of the breakdowns of the slam, but when you get to the part where everybody slams, you guys take a right turn into some grindy shit. And... And I noticed that a lot. Like there was like two or three times during that during that set where you were building me up to a breakdown and it didn't happen. And I'm not <laughs> the guy that's looking for a breakdown. So it, I'm not saying this in a bad way at all. 
Um, I actually like those, those sucker punches of you're taking me in one direction and then you sideswipe me with something else. And I like, I like that aspect of aspect of watching you guys in that live setting too. And watching your vocalist do your vocalist is very, very unique, dude. Like his, his style is something that stands out uh, along uh, outside of most things that I've seen recently. And, and I like that. I like the unique aspects of bands just trying to sound different. It's really hard to sound different now. He's fucking hilarious live too as well. Oh, dude. Yeah. Hey, yeah. No, no. He's a great front man, dude. He's got his banter in between every song and, and, yeah. and, and I love it. And I'm sure his lyrical content has probably got some humor in as well. Cause I could tell how his, yeah. his demeanor is. So it, I actually want to read your guys' lyrics after this episode too. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, I just wanted to touch on the slam thing and yeah, how there's, this, there's yeah. this element of slam in there, but as soon as it gets to the point of it's going to slam, it doesn't slam. And that's not a bad thing when I'm saying that I'm saying, we're going to, we're going to make you feel like we're going to slam you out. And then all of a sudden we're just going to hit you with the fucking, side swipe real quick and take you into fucking la la land real quick (laughs) (laughs) i I really appreciate that um yeah i think uh i think the first record has like a lot of very slammy moments so i think that's that's where joseph's coming from yeah yeah plus i think um you know that was kind of the scene we really came out of you know like uh those were a lot of the shows we played that was the music we we were listening to a lot of the time kind of around that first record and that's kind of where I guess our roots lie. But like, um, yeah, I think like, I don't know if like you have this too, Spence, but I feel like it's kind of hard to describe, I guess, what we are. I don't know. I don't really like trip on it too much, but yeah, I think like we definitely have slam influences. We definitely have brutal death metal and like grind influences, but we all have pretty eclectic tastes that like, I think still kind of make their way into the music, even though it might not be obvious. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like listen to I listen to like a lot of jazz and classical music, as pretentious and douchey as that is to say. Like, no, dude, we all do too, dude. Don't don't think yeah. that's pretentious at all. You yeah. listen to that more than metal, dude, for sure. Well, at least me personally. No, I feel it, dude. I think when you when you make a lot of it, it's kind of hard to listen to it all the time, mm-hmm. unless if it's like the golden oldies, you know. At least for me, you know, I always go back to like the Gorgasms and you know Severed Saviors. By the way. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I think, um, when I'm trying to like, I guess, look for inspiration, I, you know, I try to look for stuff like pretty far, far outside the genre. And I think it, it creeps its way in there. And I think like with this last record, we were definitely focused on like trying to create like a real kind of like sonic identity for ourselves, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I do hear defeated sanity in your guys' sound, if that's fair. Totally. Yeah, totally fair. That's a huge influence. That's like one of my favorite brutal death metal bands. I mean, it's really like defeated sanity and Gorgasm, I think would be like my top two. Yeah, uh, if that makes sense. There's definitely yeah other defeated sanity is one of those um, eclectic brutal death metal bands that always make me pay attention. Totally. Like, like it does. It, it doesn't matter where I'm at in my life. If I'm not down with death metal, if Defeated Sanity comes out with a new record, I listen, and it actually brings me back to, you know, that nostalgia of 
what I used to look for when I was a young metal head, you know, and I totally, uh, every defeated sanity record is like giving me like a resurgence, giving me like extra energy every time I listen to it, just cause it's like, they're so out of the box and unique, but they still, they still stay right in that tech brutal death category, you know? And, and that's, that's, uh, is it, fuck, dude, I said it on a, is it Lyle, Lyle, Lily, yeah, him and his dad, dude, like, dude, that's such a crazy thing to grow up with a musician like Wolfgang, you know, oh, yeah. as your dad, like, you're, you, you're, yeah. you're forced to become like a sick musician, dude. Yeah, it's just around greatness, basically. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you say, Joseph. I'm sorry. Yeah. Did you see that uh, Defeated Sanity tour announcement, Anthony? Uh, re- the recent one? Are yeah. They coming, with... They're coming. Are they coming to Cali? Oh, yeah. They're doing a few Cali shows. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah. I X think bar, right? NorCal? There's an X, just, X okay. bar show, Cupertino, in like oh, March or something. Shit. With uh, Vitriol and Skeletal Remains and Splattered. Yeah. Shout out to those dudes. They Joel, got on there. Were you fucking going, dude? Well, duh. I'll probably it's try good, to get you. It's going to be on a Tuesday at fucking 4 p.m. or something, probably. And I'm just not I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, I'll make it happen for sure. <laughs> Tuesday. Yeah. One thing with me with, with shows and stuff is I literally this it sucks. It kind of like sounds bad, but like I literally have to like factor in like having some drinks like it has to be. That's part of the experience for me. It always has it been. It is. Um, And it shouldn't be but it is but like it's just ah, like shut a, the fuck up dude it should i be. just want to sit there and like be social i don't want to be like if i if it's all like a bunch of loud music and stuff going on i'm like uh what's going on guys like how you doing yeah. I'm like, I, to I, everybody I like, who's watching this dude you guys don't know joel horner when he doesn't drink dude he doesn't talk <laughs> can you believe that <laughs> that's not exactly true but <laughs> no, i'm I'll just talk. joking i'm <laughs> joking <laughs> he fucking, how can you get this guy to not talk yeah i probably talk too much yeah i know but uh, no <laughs> no that's just i don't know you have to think about like yeah anyways logistics it's definitely gonna check it out i'm definitely gonna be there check out that show you have and i'll be having beers with you too even if it's on tuesday at a 4 p.m dude i'll <laughs> just it'll be like 80 dollar fucking uber each way it'll be fine let's just do it let's make it happen dude <laughs> yeah um we're all stoked wow. on that and okay. i yeah um Damn, I know some secrets about who's going to be on that tour, but I can't reveal mm. them. So, anyway, um, post pod, post pod. Um, okay, so so where are we at? So, uh, lower forms comes out, and uh, what have you guys been up to? I mean, I think COVID's kind of you know slowed us down, unfortunately, in terms of uh, trying to play too many shows. Uh, we played a handful. Obviously, we just played that one uh, last week with you. Uh, but yeah, I guess we're just, you know, trying to book some shows, trying to get out there. Hopefully we'll book a tour soon, but I think we're still kind of feeling that out, you know, with, you know, life kind of in the way. And I think we're all busy with other projects too. Um, but yeah, hopefully we'll just have another release around the corner. We've been kind of taking our, uh, uh, taking our first steps to work on a, the next release, uh, very, uh, kind of early side of writing and stuff and, you know. You know how that goes. It's kind of hard to get the ball rolling initially, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. just toying around with ideas and yeah, starting fresh, dude, is always a fucking motherfucker for anybody who's yeah. creating. Right? It's like, oh, yeah. you figured one out now. Okay, it's done now. Oh shit, we got a whole new one to do. 
And it's back <laughs> to the basics, dude. It's back to just fucking writing riffs, yeah. dude. Just so writing riffs. You guys get dude. do you guys get together and you get to jam like live a lot, like in person, like jam? So uh typically, yeah, it's uh, like the writing process for us is kind of like a, a little mixture of both where I'll like I'll come up with ideas on my own or like all of us will kind of work in uh, our own ideas kind of on our own and then we'll get in a jam room and kind of pave it out. But um, yeah, I, this time around uh, it's probably going to be a more, a little bit uh, written on our own. And then when we get in a room together, we're probably going to try to make the best of it. Cause uh, our drummer Kenny actually just moved up to Portland. So we have a little bit of like a, a distance kind of thing we have to work mm-hmm. out, but I'm pretty sure uh i'm pretty sure uh he'll be kind of coming up and down here you know and we'll work out ways to jam with each other but i so you guys just like scratch riffs and send them back and forth through email is that what you guys do yeah we we do a little bit of that we work with like guitar pro and recording so kind of a mix mixture of hodgepodge of both and that's probably what we'll end up leaning on like promed predominantly more so but Mm -hmm. we we haven't lived this far apart before so you know there'll be a little bit of a um a learning curve on how to i guess how to accommodate that yeah that was actually my next question so being a a band that's used to getting together at a jam space once a week twice a week three times four times whatever you know being in human form you know that that is something that it gives a leg up to a project i personally think i'm not saying that that because i mean we worked with synesthesia we work through email and the next one we're going to be working through email so it's like i'm not saying that that isn't a bad way of doing things but there is an element to this that we've talked about many times on this show but it's just like being in person being in the jam space and 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 vibing and getting on that same wavelength where you guys you know coalesce more or less coalesce more (laughs) or less dude i'm fucking rhyming on this shit damn dude Uh, what up uh but you know what i'm saying though dude it's like that it's something that is no different of a feeling when you're working with other humans is to be in the same space together and and either hashing out new ideas or making new ideas in the moment like that's kind of weird that's the best shit dude Kind of a weird thought just for a second. This Go is a little it. podcast. We can talk about this stuff. What about like, like kind of like how porn has gotten like so insane. It's almost like <laughs> self-recording has gotten so insane. Like everyone's just like, we can say skating too. I mean, is this too much? Sorry, too much. <laughs> no, like it's not too much. It's porn hub and death hub. Death but it's hub, still better. Like, metal bands that literally when show you, get you only together, like snippets. What you're saying when you get together in person in the flesh, it's still better, dude. So yeah, that that's why. Uh, that's dude. why I had to. I had to cut that. Cut that stuff off, dude. Porn is like it's just too much, dude. It's like it's like constantly like. It's all, Jesus, it's gone, it's cr- gone like, too far. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like whatever. It's like just type in whatever you're thinking. It's like oh, it's like there's three thousand, only three thousand videos of it. So porn, it's like- porn is probably the most uh like current uh um. Uh, example of if you think it it is yeah. real oh. <laughs> oh god i know it's dude. called rule 34 <laughs> dude so it's like rule 30 something that rule is- 34 oh uh, okay oh god yeah dude. i remember like i was uh i went on uh to psycho fest with dan and dan was just like we got in like a porn conversation he's all 
He's all, dude, have you heard of quicksand porn, dude? And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, because well, Dan's always got that one thing you've never heard. It really yeah. sucks. <laughs> no, he's just all like, yeah, right, I know, right? It's yeah, like yeah. the people who like fuck the planet, right? No, no, like, no, no, no. no. The it's literally like it's like a girl getting stuck in quicksand or something, and the guy comes up and like has sex with her, and then she like goes into the quicksand. <laughs> and just like <laughs> he doesn't she even save her. Die? He <laughs> he's not even a hero. He doesn't oh save her God, at the no end. Way. He just lets her. No, it's some weird. That's what I'm saying. It's like some weird fucking subgenre that someone needs to be like oh, i want to <laughs> i want to have sex with this person and have her go away dude. like in dude, the sand forever for the, for the last 10 minutes of this person's I life i, I want to bang her for like three minutes and then i just that's why that's it. why it gets kind of scary because you're like you know someone makes that and then like it's like metal it's like okay you made that well i'm gonna make this dude you know what i mean it's like one of those things that like it just takes it too far you know well, i heard about yeah. something recently do you guys know about findom no, oh, yeah, no, dude. So Findom means financial dominatrix. Or oh, you were. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. I did. It's like, like a that. thing yeah. where like, yeah, people want to have their like bank accounts like drained and they want to be dominated. <laughs> so this is this is my it's, thing like you said that to me and i'm like okay so what yeah, you want to wake up in the morning up, check your bank account and be like oh dude i'm fucking 10 grand in the hole dude fucking i got a jerk it's off like right gambling now, dude. dude but like in a weird you know <laughs> where's the fucking coconut oh, oil, dude? i need some lube oh my dude god that's so funny it's like <laughs> It's like they just want like that to happen, and then they want to like end up under a bridge. Like, dude, I got a dom, dude. It was sick, dude. That, like, I'm like dude. broke as fuck now. Like, I fucking gave all my money to this dom. Like, just saying, dude. Oh man, it's a crazy world uh, out there. You know? No, I, I was actually in that same conversation. I was talking about someone that I dated that would like is literally like a fucking genius scientist, and then at night she just goes to san francisco and just beats the shit out of businessmen just like what and, so she's and they just give her a bunch of night and she's yeah. a scientist a day yeah they yeah. give her like a bunch of money and like she's like she already makes some really good money with that but she's like she's she's kind of she's into it too she's not like she's not like innocent oh, yeah. walking into this but um yeah she like goes and just like fucking beats like ties him up and beats the shit out of him and gets like hundreds of dollars it's like you think there's ever right, been a dominatrix <laughs> where you you talk to her and and she's just like fuck my job dude Fuck my life, dude. I fucking I mean, hate this shit. Dude. I got a funny. Story I need to do something guys. else, dude, but I can't get out, dude. I keep stomping dudes. Nuts. So her brain is doming her fucking life, dude. It's like, you know, <laughs> well, I yeah. got a story for you guys for the post pod, but oh, you can't remember when we played uh, with with never said again. in in humble with the people on the hooks. Yeah, oh, yeah. they're like yeah. hanging themselves yeah. like on like the fucking that was like, so their gnarly, skin, like the skin hooks and they were like pulling themselves up like like on literally the like watching back, the skin like off the, of their shoulders the coming off of it, like That's six inches off their shoulders. It was like, it was like, yeah. in, they it was suspend, like, yeah, it was like in the, in the pit area too. It was like being yeah, hung like, in front we're of like us playing right playing. in front of it. Yeah. Yeah. We're, I was like, all right, whatever you guys are into <laughs> like in the audience, like in the middle of the audience. Like <laughs> I remember it being like next to the merch table. So now if we're like selling, merch, yeah, I don't even like, oh, I just remember like, well, it was hanging from her shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember like seeing that and be like, all right, dude, I'm going to drink extra hard. You want, you want a medium or a large? We only got extra large. Sorry. Oh dude. Yeah. Dude, that chick's got six hooks. I wonder what like the, the weight requirement anyways, but like if you can't be like too heavy and hang from a hook, I don't know. I'm just thinking about like, you know, you don't the want to fucking rip it. your back out. The logistics right? of it. Yeah. 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 Dude, her, the logistics were slaughtered, dude. Hey, this has actually been uh, like our conversation like the past few days, actually, guys. We're going to let you in on it. Like our texts have yeah, been like, yeah. dude, the logistics are slaughtered about that. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, 
Even like the flyer just being made right before. It's cool. <laughs> whoa, whoa. No one knows about that. Dude, you slaughtered. Oh, you slaughtered. Yeah. My, oh, no, Joseph, no, I, know. I know. They're yeah, going to well, find dude, out. I don't get, so now don't three people are going to know no, about Joseph, it. So. <laughs> Joseph has been like driving like 500 miles a day. Like, oh, around, yeah. Like, and like moving and shit. Joseph's had a very uh, busy life this last yeah, week. Yeah, And it's totally fine. Life's been crazy. And he posted the flyer right before the, ep- before the episode. And we were just like, Can that be again, my- the logistics have been slaughtered on this episode. <laughs> we slaughtered the logistics, dude. Yeah. Anyways. Can we recap this little uh, tour that ended with the show? Oh, yeah. Yes. 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 Hear about all the fun timing. stuff about that shit. Let's hear about dude. those logistics. I know. What dude. happened? Slaughter was, them, dude. Yeah. So we called it the Moksha Ritual Tour with a, and it's a three day, you know, weekend warrior tour, but we exalted it to the level of tour with a flyer and everything. That was Hell fun. Yeah, dude. Um, and yeah, so me and I joined uh, the last of Lucy. Uh, we Shout have out. like, we have like pictures coming, like Michael Alvarez took photos. We did a photo shoot uh, and shout out to Brandon who recorded uh, Moksha and is like been in Last of Lucy as a drummer for and a Michael long Alvarez time. Is making, doing some sick live shots, dude. I see oh, yeah. him post some. He's going to post a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to get a, a huge photo drop from him. Uh, well, we have it and we're going to we're going to start, you know, feeding them out there shout but uh, out. but shout out yeah shout out to brandon uh for for holding down last lucy drums um anytime he wants to be back in the band or do anything with the band totally you know he can have it but for now he has a kid so i'm i'm holding it down for now Boom. um and uh shout out to our new bass player derek who's fucking joining the same time as me with last lucy incredible bass player shout out to gad and josh for you know keeping it going um, we hooked up with Ominous, so went up to uh, the first show in Sacramento. Shout out to, as a lot of shout outs. Uh, oh, dude, give them to, all, dude. I want to hear them all. To Joel and Mitch from Ominous Thank Ruin you. for driving me. <laughs> yeah, not you, not you, dude. Come on. No shout out to this guy. <laughs> Joel lives like down the street from me, too. Yeah. Shout, shout out to <laughs> Joel Guernsey and Mitch for driving me to the Sacramento show. Oh. Um, and then uh, we had a sick show in Sacramento with uh, Symbolic, who are an amazing tech death band. They headlined that shit and were super sick. And they're playing with Flub and a couple other bands at some shows coming up. So just check out Symbolic and go see see them live when you get a chance. They have an, a super sick live show. Um, that was a really fun show. Pretty much everything that could go wrong as a drummer that your first show with a band went wrong. So like, nice. I was using like the wrong pair of headphones and I like fucked up the click track volume so the first one's like so quiet i could like barely hear mm. the click come in i'm like fuck i don't even know if i'm coming in on the right part um and then later like one of my beaters of my kick drum like fell out in the middle of a song so i'm like one footing everything like the oh. whole way hoping no one can tell luckily the triggers are super quiet on that i drop a stick for a while you know like i grabbed the wrong stick to to fill in like fucking Harvey from ominous is laughing at me. We're <laughs> cracking up together, uh, but that was all super fun night. And then uh, we played Tulare the next night with vitriol headlining dude. Chasen Westmerlin is the fucking sickest drummer ever. He's so I'm actually a funny good. fuck. I wish I could share it, but um, <laughs> fucking just God share it, dude. No, no, I can't. No, I can't. It's a, oh, okay. it, was, it was on a story. Uh, God, no Joe from uh, God damn it. What's the band Joe? Uh, Fuck. He played in a thrash band in Sacramento. Um, mm. Joe, Joe filmed Mitch from um, ca- uh, Catholic. He was like, Mitch is like one of my good friends and like oh, yeah. from Sacramento and stuff. He was sitting there and like he found an organic thing where he, he zoomed in 
on the drummer vitriol and then went over to joe and joe's just like this he's like he's just sitting like this he's all what the fuck he's like he's like so mad <laughs> yeah and then, he, and then he looks over the camera he's like oh dude you got me like it's perfect like he was like sitting there watching him like this and like he did something and like mitch was yeah. just like fuck this this is he was like so mad <laughs> i was literally like getting ideas for what to do on new last lucy shit from watching chase and i'm like oh that's what i'm gonna do there like i'm gonna cop nice, that phil um, oh, yeah. he's just a total monster and they're coming off six and a half weeks of touring they did like 35 shows before so us. this is the drummer of vitriol yeah but he also played in hate eternal uh, for a he's, while he's coming on the podcast uh he he said when he's back chilling but he's he's gonna be in, i think probably january sometime boom yeah, yeah he's he's sick we'll see you fuck. soon chasing yeah he's super sick um, we gotta catch him before he's like in fucking some humongous band which is probably gonna happen soon oh uh, he's gonna be this is not a secret he's gonna be on that tour with vitriol again with defeated sanity uh that, nice. that defeats him oh, so sick. he's, he's awesome. already doing another vitriol tour for sure even more reason to go to that show yeah exactly um nice. that's like the sickest drummer tour ever actually um but then um yeah then we we ended up playing uh or then we went to the uh cupertino show the sunday show and uh logistic played and you guys were really really fucking good and nice so i got your underwear I got <laughs> <laughs> pretty much as close to underwear as it gets yeah oh yeah nice um, yeah got one of these guys from you is that, is that a tank or a cutoff sleeve that is a tank nice yeah. i think you guys winner fuck yeah uh, go go with my sandals yeah, I think, I think you should put it on right now joseph yeah put it on take off your shirt yeah. do it do it right now dude come on <laughs> man all right, maybe a little later. Ah, uh, dude, let's see those nips, dude. <laughs> Next time you go to the bathroom, change your shirt. All right, maybe that. Uh, it's very comfortable. I've I've slept in it a few times already. Um, Whoa. As is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Whoa, dude. Whoa. But uh, yeah, no, Logistics Slaughter was so fucking good. Um, I really wanted to just appreciate you guys doing that show with us. And uh, yes. I don't know. Funny and and Kendrick fucking live amazing Spencer live Mike all you guys. There's any funny stories the back the. What's the uh, funniest outside, thing you remember? Yeah, I want to hear some funny tour stories. Like, oh. I mean, three days. You don't have many days, but like, there's got to be know. one in there. There's got to be one little thing where Joseph started like put himself professoring out or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if this is that funny. Um, but so you know if. I think maybe Casey can relate. You're a drummer. I always have like food anxiety, like on tour. I'm like, where am I going to get my next meal? Like I always want to be prepared. I'm like fucking burning calories like crazy. Um, so like I go to Wingstop across the like intersection from the show. And I like, mm -hmm. I know I'm going to get back in time for Ominous's set or something, you know? Um, oh, and yeah. so I like go to Wingstop. I like call in my order. I, I go to pick it up. I get back. And I'm hanging out with like Nate from Ontogeny and they're all like smoking weed and shit. And I like open up my wing stop and I realized they gave me the wrong order. And it's like some like bullshit seasoning that tastes like shit. And I like two different kinds. And I'm like, both of these suck. This isn't what I wanted. Uh, I ordered tenders. I don't want wings. I don't want to deal with bones right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, fuck, like the show's happening. And like, I don't want to miss hanging out with people. I don't want to miss any of the bands left, but I don't want to like walk, you know, I don't want to but I don't want to eat this shit. And I'm like, I dropped 20 bucks. Like, fuck. And then 
I just like leave the food for a while and I like watch another set or whatever. And I'm thinking about my food and how I'll get my next meal. And then Michael Alvarez is like, I'm taking off, man. Good to hang out with you. I'm like, you're leaving, you're driving. Can you drive me to Wingstop? So Michael drives me back to Wingstop (laughs) and I go in there and I leave the bag that I didn't want with Michael. He's like, dude, I'll eat anything. Don't worry. And then I get another bag. Oh, you, know. you didn't return the bag? So you're no, I showed like- it to them first. And then I, okay, you know, okay. I'm like, this isn't my order. And she's like, oh, yeah, someone else just came back and you had their order and they had yours. And uh, yeah, we fucked it up. We gave the wrong orders to both of you. Yeah. Uh, and then I wait for my you know, new order. I get back in time to watch vitriol while eating my chicken and Michael goes home with a bag of wing stop that I did, couldn't even eat, but hopefully he ate it. And uh, shout out to Michael for driving. Did you get your? Uh, I don't know get, if that's a good story. I'm sorry, but, 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 yeah, but no, the, I think you cut it off a little. Did you guys? Did you get your calories though? Because yeah. you had to play. Okay, you, you ended up eating before you played though. Oh, so this was after the show. So oh, you already oh, so okay. You, you already to, played. You had to play on an oh, you're stomach. you're counterbalancing. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Already burned him. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it's not so much that I need it like at a particular point as much as like I need to have some food available at some point. So yeah. yeah. So what I used to do is uh, anytime we go to fast food or like anything, I would like order extra stuff and like store tacos like in the yeah. like, cubbies. <laughs> so like every show I'd get off and I'd have like, you know, at least two or three tacos like or like sandwich or something stored in the cubby. Like it's good. Yeah. And so yeah, now yeah. it's like, but for years it like plagued me. Like I'd, I'd go to fast food, I'd order like extra shit. I was like, oh, I gotta have like that extra thing because I like, you know, I was like, you know, yeah. So kind of like the, uh, it's like the tater mind. tots in the pocket, the the yeah. Napoleon dynamite. Tater you know? tots in the pocket, dude. <laughs> Napoleon dynamite style, dude. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, that, that is actually a real thing, though, dude. Go, you want to go up on stage with enough food in your belly that you're not feeling full, but you don't want to be hungry. Because... But also, like for us, like we're not really worried about it. like drummers expend so many more calories than like we do that like they have to actually treat their body like a fucking machine and be like, mm-hmm. all right, well, I'm gonna be well, using every limb like while I'm just sitting there with my neck and my fingers. Like they're just like they're like using every fucking thing like. They're like expending energy. They need to burn stuff. So like for them, I actually, I've never even thought about this really like being on tour. I was like, we just me and Casey would be on tour and like, we're going to eat here now in case you'd be like, okay, well, he's like thinking strategically when I'm just like, whatever, I just want to be like full and not think about it anymore, you know? But I yeah. got a, like a super sensitive stomach. Like I have to eat like non-dairy, non-this, it's like all annoying. But like, I remember one time, like it was like on our first tour and we were in Canada. Like I can't remember, is it Edmonton? I think it was. Okay. And like I ran, we had no food. Like we like ate or like earlier in the day or something. But we played a show and we were like walking around the city looking for food. And I was like starving and I was like, everything was closed. And I was like, this is bullshit. Like, I'm, yeah, like, yeah. So You're like hungry. worried. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. after that, I like, ne- I always have extra food, dude. So pretty yeah. much tour is just like playing music and finding food. Right. Yeah. That's yep. like, that's like, that's like 93%. Yeah. And then driving. <laughs> really? Exactly. Looking out a window. Yeah. Looking out yeah. a window. Playing it's like gas is like, food. you know, gas, food, like playing the show. And then like, then you're just uh, sitting and, there like, what loading do I do? equipment. Oh, loading equipment. Yeah. That's, that's pretty quick though. But like yeah, the food true. thing is pretty like, like you might be your last stop. You're, you're at a random truck stop in the middle well, of nowhere. You're like, you're, I don't, you fill up the tank. You're like, we're not going to stop for a long time after this. So I better, I'm not hungry right now. I have to like, 
figure this out now because yeah. later I'm going to be hungry. And I don't know. It's a big. Well, we used fucking... to say like the business model is we're basically like traveling t-shirt salesmen who like happen to play music <laughs> yeah. to help sell the t-shirts. It's like we, a shtick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You like bring traveling. them in so they buy the t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. Like gypsy merch. Like like the music's your sales pitch. Like, yeah. It's like, like, hey, play some music, buy the merch, buy the merch. Hey, I'll see you next town, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Basically, right? Damn, that's yeah, a that's designs. a got a couple colors on it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's sick. It looks good. That is sick. I like their art a lot. That probably cost like a decent art. amount to print that. Like yeah, that's cool. got so many freaking colors on it. Have we already talked about the the origin of the name of that band? Uh I I've tell I've told like Isn't a dozen like Lucy like a, days, but... um a missing link? Yeah, but it's I think it's a uh, reference to um Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I think oh, there's a right. character we named. We, yeah, we Where did the uh, logistic slaughter come from? What was that? What was the? That's uh, that was an ex members uh, idea taken from a aborted song. Okay. <laughs> cool. Logistic slaughter. The funny thing is, is like I don't know. I've never really actually been that much into the name, but it's just we've had it forever. So I'm like, oh, whatever. I actually I've really never, like the name. <laughs> I've never met anybody who yeah. is actually super stoked on their band name. Like everybody <laughs> wants is... to change it. Basically. So, <laughs> so just just as a funny thing. So okay, like we used to say summer slaughter, you know, and I was thinking about this earlier. And I was like, we used to make this like this joke, like, oh, summer's laughter, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, logistics laughter. Like Oh, know? okay. But it was just okay. I was just a play on words, not like you guys are laughing at you or anything. No. <laughs> Casey's got to break. We it. did that. I swear like, I'm not laughing. No, I, I swear to God, I'm not laughing. I just say, yeah. But yeah. Anyways. Yeah. No, no, no. Totally. That's logistics uh, laughter. Nice. I mean, we always, you know, like it's actually uh-huh. the name of the band. You guys have been fucking it up the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> the space goes there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was like kind of a fun thing on those big tours, like those not big tours where there's a lot of bands. Like we would always like sit back, and it came from like touring with Cephalic and stuff, but like really getting like just making fun of bands names like try or actually even deeds of flesh i think was where it started we're like dudes we're trying fresh. to like at dudes are fresh yeah. and like uh, uh dudes so, that uh, fish dudes, <laughs> that felch. dudes who fish that was dudes, dudes, dudes that felch there's a uh, there's yeah, a, a fucking one. uh syphilitic garbage i don't know for the I'm trying to think a dying yeah, fetus but... was crying penis was pretty good for crying <laughs> dying fetus crying penis I think I think that was Leonard that made that up. That was, I'm not want to take that. That's great. But uh, we would try to make some shit up. There was a, uh, I don't know. There's other ones I can't really say on here. But there's there's uh, there's, uh, there's Whitechapel because like we we're trying we were trying so hard to find one for Whitechapel. We we're just like I don't know like brown chapped hole. Like I don't know. We're like, we're like, like trying as hard as we could do because for uh, was like decrepit Bruce. birth was yeah decrepit birth was like a hard one to make one uh, up for. It was like a. And the, we basically came up with like there was these French guys that were like, oh, secret bird, they called us. And we just, I don't know, like secret bird. And they're like all laughing. Like they, they're like, we got you. Secret bird, we got you. And I'm like, damn. This is a very funny joke in French. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe in a French accent it works. Yeah. Secret bird. <laughs> they loved it. And I was like, if you guys love it, I love it, dude. That's we're how we're saw doing it. on the flyer. We're just like, sick. <laughs> Have you guys heard of that band, uh, Secret Oyster? No, no it's a real it's like a prog fusion band i think maybe from france i'm not even sure or italy or something it might be the guys that we saw they saw at that show dude yeah it's <laughs> just been like you know what dude we're gonna take this and run with it brain ass dude 
<laughs> Brain ass, dude. I like Hate Storm Annihilation. That's a pretty sick. That's pretty that sick. actually is dope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was once you once you name. put it in your in your memory, and then you're like Hate Storm Annihilation. Yeah. Dude. Like Logistic Slaughter sounded like a band. Like I I heard it heard the name originally, and I was like, oh, like my brain like just made these memories up. Like of the because it sounds like an old school like band name that i should know you know what i mean it, it actually sounds like to me i'll be honest it sounds perfect. like an album name logistic slaughter oh, okay you know i just thought of i immediately thought like oh they must have like grown up playing shows with exhumed or something it's like immediately what my brain went to like just made up a memory just completely because it, it sounds <laughs> it sounds so old school and <laughs> name then, never mind <laughs> no i think i think it was immediately like i was like that's like a i felt like like offended i didn't know i was like what the fuck like i should know that band i like looked it up i'm like it oh shit flows, yeah it flows off the tongue nice it makes sense yeah definitely it sounds like Logistic. a thrash like root kind of to it you know yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of thrashy sounding that, you know? which is, yeah which I, I think is cool you know definitely it. so are you guys so you guys are, are working on new stuff getting it started are you guys what's the next show or something do you have anything planned or is there anything in the works yeah, so uh, not too much that we can dispel now, but um, we don't really have too much booked. We have one show booked out all the way in summer next year, but we actually do have kind of a, a new label situation that I don't think we can divulge now. Maybe I could talk to you guys after the podcast about it, but um, nice. so that's exciting. We kind of have some support there, and then uh, – yeah, just how to, with with how you guys feel with your situation you're in right now versus what you think is going to be with this new situation. Are you guys moving in a, a more positive direction? Yeah, that's I, really what it is. It's like working with labels like as the artist, you're always getting fucked. Yeah, you're always getting fucked. Dude. That's why it kind of cracks me up. With the I mean, it's like obviously part of the thing you're supposed to do, but like, you know, I brought it up on an old old podcast but like when something's about to happen they're like we can't tell we can't devote you know we can't we have stuff we can't tell you either but it's like it's like you know it's like we can't tell you dude and yeah. you're just like oh i want to like i want to know and, and like, the thing that you want to say is like you're the you're the least part of it because yeah, it's like dude we can't wait to do this thing where we're going to be negative 500 after <laughs> we can't wait for everybody else to make money off of us dude. yeah we got it. We got a creation. We've been working on it for a long time. We can't wait until somebody else makes money off of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Until we're negative, dude. I can't. I can't tell you. I want to be negative, but I can't tell you how much right off the bat. But it's- <laughs> uh, that's what it is. But I mean, another thing that we need to touch on that we've touched on many times on the show is: Have any of us really started playing music for the money? None of us. Nah, we started playing it because we had a, a deep connection with it in some form or other, you know. From the very beginning, it was like maybe pay the rent, maybe. It wasn't like make money. It was like survival funds, maybe. It's oh. like, do yeah. I have to get a job? Like That's like, more of the, the experimental stage, though, dude. That's yeah, it's like, the beginning. Can, can we do this and still survive? That's, yeah. that's the experimental stage, which... That's- we all went through it, and I think that most of us think that, yeah, you can survive that way, but it's, it's, it's like, how long are you willing? Yeah. I, I, I always looked at it like, like, how can you, like, spend your time? Like, like, when we, like when we were young, like, touring and stuff, it was like, oh, that's just, are we going to spend our time doing this? Like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to spend my time. And then it was like, oh, but that's, like, not creating the money that I need to, like, 
you know, cause I'm getting older and stuff, but like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it was like back then it was like, no question. It was like, Oh, we have shows coming up. We got to practice. Like I'm going to spend my time doing that. Like, well, time it actually, is money apparently, you know? it, but it seems like, like, like at that sucks. point, like money isn't as important to but it's not the, young adults and us. Yeah. And it's not why you're doing the music at all. Like mm-hmm. from the beginning, that's what I'm saying is like, it's just totally about, you just want to play and you want to be like on stage and, or you want to like record and like write and stuff, you know, like, and then like, like, it's like, Oh, if we make some money that like allows us to like spend our time doing that, you know, it is somewhat selfish. If you guys really look at it, like all of us, <laughs> we're all musicians. We're all fucking selfish. We're looking for that great feeling on stage, you know, sure. where you feel yeah. like everybody's in the fucking pocket and you're just nailing your shit. Yeah. Like, it's a that, drug kind of that it is, dude. We're all chasing that, that little streak and however long that streak lasts, you know, whether it be seconds or minutes on a set, like that's really all we're chasing. And the the best part about like being in, you know, the bands that we've been in and stuff like that is like the like newer generation coming in and having these same like grandiose like uh, like feelings about what's going to happen or you know, they get on tour or stuff like that like I just need to get on tour, man. I have seen fucking moments like, you know, it's like, all right, let's be real about this real quick. Let's not yeah. like <laughs> let's don't those don't put chips all in, like let's be smart about it. Just like have a plan, don't be like Fuck fantasies it. Like, I'm are just... fucking fun, dude. Fantasies yeah. are fun as shit. Oh, totally. But it's still yeah. a fantasy. Like, yeah, say, yeah, say, uh, quick sand porn, totally. But uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, mean, I know what you're saying though. It's definitely like you know, and there's people like Jared from Archaic. I mean, he's got like a he's got a good marketing job and stuff. But like, I talked to him about it, and he's still he's my age, and he still has the fucking the fire that we were like kids and had. You know what I mean? Like, he mm-hmm. still has it. You know, mm-hmm. like he's cool. like. He looks at different ways of marketing. He's like trying to like reinvent the game a little bit too. So he's also like trying to like have different ways to make money and stuff like that on the road. And, and he's which trying is, to, which is what you need now if you actually want to like, it's cool. Yeah. Have a chance. You know, like, to, to, like to, flyer for to think outside of the box. I already said outside of the box one other time in this podcast, but Probably think through. outside of the podcast, uh, outside the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely outside the podcast. <laughs> All right, sure. I've had five white claws now, but outside of the box, out of the, outside of the outside of the white claw case, think outside the of the white claw case. <laughs> God, Jesus! Fuck it, you guys know you guys knew where I was going with that. Where I, I'm I not going to finish it, you guys knew where I was going. Yeah, so. you're saying you got to you got to try to find something new, something that's going to like. You can't just do the same old thing. You got to try something a little and, different, and to be ambitious to to make those moves and to 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 make those moves and know that there might be times where you swing and miss. And that's why we're yeah. announcing the first Cali death NFT. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That you can be get, a, yeah. Before merch, we're going to get oh, into dude, NFT. An entire I, episode I got any for you. fucking clue about that. We shit. have to find a way to connect Findom to death metal. <laughs> <laughs> that is the answer. We will financially dominate you. We find yes. out Corpse Grinders. Yes. to make our record now. <laughs> we get Corpse like, Grinders thousands oh, yeah. of dollars in debt. You know, like, uh, what you do uh, is you send pictures to to like the the person like hey look at all this money i spent like on recording this like brutal <laughs> dude i think you're on something and then you reimburse me and they will they'll re- no you're onto something so this i think is what is understand how that like shit is crazy. imagine because like it starts with findom and then the it becomes world. like 
And then like it comes like Bandom, where they're like, dude, I want to buy all their merch. Bandom, like, dude. <laughs> well, 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 David and, and I had friend Dom the other reverse day. Reverse Bandom, dude. They want to buy all your merch. They want to buy anything you can. And they'll like, be like, whatever, dude. It's like $900 a piece. So I'm like, dude, dominate me, motherfucker. Like $500. Dominate me. Yes, dude. <laughs> so let's get in on out that. Out in the end for death metal. I'm just saying there's there's a evolution that can happen where someone wants to dominate a band like i mean like, get dominated like, by how funny band. would that be for those guys who have been in it for years like i'm been into Findom since the 80s dude. <laughs> and then all of a sudden like he's <laughs> uh, like i hate your band i bought all the albums fuck, yeah, he's a sudden, fuck you i bought like, everything fucking yeah. these death metal guys are like fucking buy yeah. all my merch dude <laughs> you're just like yeah. where did this this fetish go dude it, it, I was there in the eighties, dude. It was all clean and proper. And now it's kind of like, it's like, it's like, it's like us playing death metal in like the hmm. mid tooth, you know, 2010 up to 2010 or whatever. It's like, it's like all of a sudden watch death metal be like the biggest fucking genre in the world. All of a sudden, like after we like get out of it, we're like, ah, oh, we're done. And then it's like, number one's like fucking, you know, like some like rivers of Niles, like number two yeah, yeah, on, totally. like on billboard <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. Never, you never know if they had TRL right, still, okay. it'd be all death metal videos. <laughs> Oh yeah. No, I want more Findom stuff from Casey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, I mean, I can keep I, going, but I just feel like I'm talking. I mean, what do you guys think? Can I can That's I ask your... about uh what do you guys think? Let's I was Mike. literally gonna say I have no idea where we are in this fucking conversation. That's what I was gonna say. I, I have We're a way. Out. Yeah. I have an out. Um I want to ask you. Michael about what's going on with cartilage also, because we saw you guys Yeah, dude. Which okay. was by the way, my first live experience out of the pandemic and it was such a resurgence of of that live metal energy that i hadn't had in a long time dude and i was fucking moving that whole fucking show dude my body was involuntarily moving that whole show fuck yeah dude thanks man i, I i'm happy that we we're able to uh provide that for you um Sorry, my cat's like scratching shit in the background. No, nah, like- dude. We welcome the pets, dude. Fuck yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, dude, that show was so much fun. I, I think that was our first show back, too. We have a couple more uh, shows booked kind of coming down the line. Um, but uh, Cartilage is doing well. We actually recorded a record that we've been sitting on since before COVID. And we were kind of just like buying our time because we wanted to really make sure we could like try to play some shows around it uh especially since uh, i'm sure you guys kind of picked up the vibe but cartilage is such a live band so Mm -hmm. to have that sort of live like support behind it was really crucial for us so we actually ended up writing and recording an entire ep during this thing and and releasing it first which came out in actually a year ago december of last year to kind of bide our time for this, the record we've been sitting on. And it's, uh, it's looking like it's finally going to come out come spring or summer. Um, yeah, I don't want to like uh, announce probably too much beyond that, but I'm excited to finally get that out. Cause that's something we've all been sitting on that we've been like proud of. Um, and totally, yeah. dude. Uh, I was, I was just going to bring up what you just said that cartilage is a live band. So that's actually surfaced a question that i've had many for many years um a gore band what is it about the visual aspect of a live show that that you like exhumed has always been this theatric gore like the same thing with uh uh following abused like the, there's entrails all over the stage and shit like that it's is like, exhumed the og they're the og 
they're not the that. OG. They're like, worse. Yeah, but I would say Carcass is the OG. Yeah, right? I mean for for like doing like live crazy stuff like gore, like a gore presentation. Oh, okay, live. just you talking about live. I yeah, I don't know. I I just know Ex Exhumed has always had that fucking extra live theatric aspect to their shows. How many times I've seen them at the pound? It's always been like a theatric thing, and with gore, it's like I guess. I mean, I'm answering my own question right now, really, with like the visual aspects of gore movies and, and other things. It's like the visual has to come with the music if you're going to be a band of that theme. Yeah, I, it, honestly, like having the gore and like all the clothes and the, the fucking spikes and the bullet belts, like I think it, it helps a lot. Like it almost like visually contextualizes the band for people, if that makes sense. Like it, it just instantly gives them like, uh, you know, a reference point, like, Oh, okay. And like, especially with cartilage, it's supposed to be fun. It's pretty tongue in cheek. Like you said, it's totally about like those eighties, like horror splatter films. That's like all the stuff we love. And we try to bring that visually and into the music, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I think it's, it, it's interesting being in kind of both bands and both bands being so different, you know? Uh, but yeah, the visual elements like a huge part of it, and honestly, it's so much fun. I really like uh, that part of it with cartilage, and cartilage is a lot more straightforward, but it's also just super fast and rip and grind, you know. So it's so for a guy like you, the the obviously the theatrics and the visual aspect of it comes second. You're into cartilage, playing cartilage for the music first. That's what it is, right? Yeah, I would say it's kind of a mixture of both. Like, it's really about, I would say, the live show for me with Cartilage mm, okay. in, in both aspects, you know, with the visual and, and the music, too. Because, I mean, it's fun, you know, playing with, like, Adam, my drummer behind me, just doing blistering, like, ham like hammering blast beats, you know? It's, like, a very, like, fucking powerful feeling. So just, like, jamming out on fucking power chords, fast riffs, covered in blood, you know, able to, like, windmill is fucking so much fun, you know? It, it's kind of almost yeah. like a... I, I guess with like Logi, I'm trying to think about how I can, um, or with logistic, I'm trying to think of how I can like contribute to the metal lexicon as sappy as that sounds or whatever, like trying to create my own niche. And with the cartilage, it's almost like my contribution to that. I feel like it's like, uh, I'm kind of, uh, paying like homage to all the metal I grew up with and like love, you know? Yeah. That makes sense. I don't know. That's kind of, I feel like it sounds corny or whatever. But and, I don't, and I don't mean this as a diss to cartilage or at all, at all, but I'm, I want to know, uh, what, when it comes to cartilage or logistic slaughter, what band are you thinking more when you're performing? Oh, I'm, I'm definitely, I definitely have to be a little bit more engaged for logistic because it's just so technical, yeah. but, um, that's what I figured. Yeah. 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 And it's, I know it's like with, with logistic, there's a lot of like unorthodox, like kind of like chord shapes and stuff that make it like really, really challenging. I have to be kind of focused, but with, with cartilage, I can really kind of, you know, have fun, let loose, just like headbang and go nuts. Although like it, some of that shit gets really fast. So I do have to like keep on my shit you know i need to make sure i'm not like cramping up or whatever but mm -hmm. i mean both are super fun and i love both bands for basically different reasons and honestly i'm like i don't think i would be in two different bands if it wasn't for the fact that both bands are so like utterly different if that makes sense yeah they, like really satisfy completely different um different things for me if that totally makes sense. dude it, it, that totally makes sense i mean i'm i'm um i'm a man of many masks so i can understand like there's there's 
I, I, I divide myself up greatly across several different things. So to be able to put yourself into one thing and just be like, F all the other things right now, I'm just going to do that. And, and, and then be like, Oh, I'm going to try out this little sliver of my pie. Like, I love that shit, dude, for sure. Like instead of, I mean, I love mixing it all together too, but th- that is, is, is super cool. And another thing that I just wanted to think about, or I wanted to ask was Spencer coming out of the last project into logistic. Did you feel like you were tested? You needed to step up your game or, or is there things that happen in logistic that made you start moving in other directions as a bass player, all that stuff? Oh, it's definitely a test of skill to be in this band. Like you have to be like Kenny and Mike are just fucking they're on gear six constantly. It's just pedal to the metal the whole show. And you have to be able to do it for 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, I definitely felt like my, uh, my technical chops were extremely pushed. Like hate storm annihilation was a very technically uh like challenging band in that there was a lot of fast parts and uh, a lot of times a lot of technical parts but logistic is just um with the changes in like uh time signature and tempo and uh like mike was saying the chord shapes and uh stuff like that and you you have to be thinking the whole time it is a very very much a cerebral uh, experience as well as a physical one like a yeah, lot yeah. goes on in 23 minutes or so that video that i that live video that i watched yeah i don't even a know it goes on play. i don't think i want to it's too many <laughs> yeah That's the bass fucking... playthrough is uh that you put out with the big yoshi in the background oh yeah big yoshi, <laughs> big yoshi. <laughs> oh, i have no idea how much that warms spencer's heart that you get that right <laughs> dude i was the <laughs> first comment i just all i wrote i didn't even mention the bass playing i just wrote big yoshi <laughs> <laughs> but obviously oh, yeah. i you know i watched it so. <laughs> hell yeah dude that's that's what's up dude and and the playthrough videos i love watching just random bands with their playthroughs because they're literally like saying yo we can play this check it out yeah that's that's i feel like you know actually uh trevor's got a different perspective on the playthrough videos but he's all about mystery he like wants mystery in the music so like with you know there's that he's a big tool guy so like you know there's that one danny carey playing numa all the way through like it's professionally shot it's like the only there's like a couple of their kind of bootlegger ones but um for tool they like don't put out anything like they don't want they're kind of just like dude like the like he's all dude i don't want to play through because i want to like i want to feel it and like understand it in my brain and stuff like that not all see right. it I so, understand I mean, i'm just that. saying i'm just giving you the contrary and no for sure for sure yeah. and yeah. and i was gonna back that in the in one aspect of i'm not the one who listens to singles i'm not the one who downloads the album before it comes out when an album comes out i listen to it front to back with the correct way to listen to it as he does yep i give it all respect dude like i don't do that i still have not listened to the new (laughs) not one second of the new cynic yet because i have not had enough time to sit down front to back i want to give it all that i don't want to go 12 minutes in and then have to stop because i gotta go wipe a kid's ass or some shit like that you know (laughs) like cynic man like cynic you know like that's a 
the album's an experience. I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Like not with all bands, I need that, but with, with some, like, I like to have that back to front experience. And I, I, I think that's important to like, kind of write with that in mind too, at least for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, 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 and, and I, I know that that's not really the, the norm nowadays with, with Spotify and all these ways that you just go to the popular song and, and all this kind of shuffle and all this kind of, it's fine, dude. I I'm not, I'm not dissing it. I'm just saying like how I came up was you buy an album and you sit with it, you go, you press play and then you wait until it's done. Unless it's something horrible. Then you're just like, fuck it, dude. I got to sell it back to Amoeba. But (laughs) We've definitely that talked about this. We've talked about like the how because for me, like you know, he- hearing the different pr- perspective of you and and you know Trevor and stuff like that, like of listening, like there'll be a new single out. I'm like, dude, they released a new song. He'll be like, don't play it loudly because I don't want to. Like I don't want to hear it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, he wants mm-hmm. to hear the full thing. And I w- always was like, what? I mean, I don't get why. Like, why are you talking about? And then like the one thing that that really resonated with is that like once the album comes out. I'm immediately going into that song. I'm like, I know this song, so it's comfortable. Like, it's a comfortable song. And I'm like, oh, it's track four, but it's like comfortable for me. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. like I'll listen to the other stuff and I, it doesn't have anything in context to me because I know the song that was released like front and back. Like, I know I don't know any of the other songs. So kind of like ruins the full experience a little bit because I don't get the uh, by the end of the album cycle, let's say a year later, that song is my least favorite song, the one that came out because I've like listened to it so many times. Like, I mean, I still love it, but it's like, like I've heard it too much. Like I don't, it's already like done now. You know what I mean? Like, and I'll find some random song I like now. And that's my song. You know what I mean? Where I disagree with Trevor though, is the playthroughs after I already had the experience with the album. If I've had the experience with the album yeah. and I connect with it and I want to understand how things that I hear happened, I will watch the playthrough. I'll watch the drummer to figure out, Oh dude, that's how he does that fill at that point or that's how this dude shreds this part at this point like i got i still want to see it executed you know yeah, you can like appreciate it in a different way too i'm sure like after you've listened to it had kind of the big picture experience you can kind of focus on the individual musicianship and the details it's also the way that, it's the way to do it nowadays it's like yeah. you know with cds gone and stuff like that like there's, there's only certain m- amounts of ways you can like show your music to people like if you can do it on yeah. youtube we you can do it on something like, like somehow show them that like they can listen to the song and watch the bass a little louder they can hear the guitar a little louder like watch you know a drum video or something like that they're like you know get to watch them jam out and i think that yeah, comes from like the, the back in the day when you buy an album and you're like oh dude this band fucking rips they're fucking perfect and then you go see them live and you're like what the fuck just happened yeah yeah you know what i heard the album you guys didn't do it anywhere near the album and and this is my experience now so there's these bands that are like oh okay we recorded the album here's our proof that we can do it and then come see us on the road and then they have to prove it again out on the road and they and a lot some bands do and then you're like oh dude this band's fucking serious they, they yeah. got the album, they did the playthrough, and I seen it live, and it was all fucking tits, dude, fucking this band. There's also sick. a dynamic that isn't really talked about enough, I think, with death metal or metal or whatever. Um, any kind of crazy, fast, distorted, which usually metal. But uh, it's like the sound quality at the venue. Like, a lot of people, like, go like, oh, they sucked. And I'm like, I'm like, well, I was watching them, they were nailing it. Mm-hmm. Sounded like shit, but I, like, I heard they were playing it perfectly. 
you know that's basically like my how was how was dude's garage sound what was that place called dude's garage uh, got it and it was not great we tried our best but <laughs> it's probably better than like a big when... we tried to soundproof it and shit but it's just like yeah too much noise in a small space it was definitely just like yeah it was too much good question <laughs> yeah yeah it's i mean this is the deaf guy talking to with the you know like i went and saw last week i missed the podcast because of mastodon opeth with carrie and uh trevor uh, but we like, didn't get a rundown of that either too so well for me up. i mean there it's like it takes a special kind of a fucking engineer to make a big room like that sound good especially with metal because distortion is a son of a bitch and it will turn into fucking white noise white noise really quick so if you're playing that big of a room i don't think the tech i, I think it's 2021 and we don't have technology to make that sound good yet i don't think yeah. it like and when you're playing in like a humongous room like that there has to be like something like there has to be speakers on like every other aisle that are shooting in a certain way like there's got to be something to make that sound good because to me i'm like i know the song so i'm like okay well okay that sounds familiar so i'm headbanging into that you know what i mean but it's like it's still just white noise with like some six the drum sounds sick but like everything else like the fucking the guitars and stuff like that and the vocals i mean vocals sound great too just the you just distortion. made something like a like little tiny hidden monitor speakers every fucking yeah, fifth row I, or something that's what i'm like saying that. like turn I, down the stage volume i mean I'm, I'm saying that's the way to do it probably but it's still you'd run into fucking obstacles with that too it's not just gonna be like we're done like if you're like put a speaker on every or like maybe you, you see the one of those raves those silent raves where they all have where headphones on and they're just on yeah. and there's like it's all quiet and they're all dancing and shit and it looks fucking <laughs> wacky as shit i think that's like i'd like to be the, the dude without way. headphones in that dude like yeah. for real like walk around oh, no i've be been like... actually in sacramento one time i went on a date with a girl and we went to a fucking bar that had a silent rave there and it was just people just going like you just hear like people like slapping their hands <laughs> but they were like getting down like they were Glow so down with and it. shit and, just and when, like... when the drop would happen they would all be like oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> probably actually that would be one of the funniest that's one of the funnier things i've ever watched that's like was i not would ha- fucking kill <laughs> to go have a beer with all of us, all six of us right now. Oh, man. If we all could just leave our house right now and go to a silent rave, but they're out of headphones, dude. And we just still pay the cover, <laughs> go get a beer and just talk uh, outside of everybody else having their silent rave. Dude. Well, I went to the, I went to the place and they're like, oh, it's 20 bucks for headphones. I'm like, fuck that, dude. I'm just going to go to the bar, dude. I'm going <laughs> to fucking watch you guys. Like, I'm not going to fucking silent rave with you guys. But no, it's, it's, it's actually, I don't know. There's not really like back to the point. There's not really like a. I don't think in, the, in a bigger room, I just think distortion just bounces off everything so much. It's already distorted. So it's like, obviously, logically, logistically, um, there's really not a way. There's really not a way to make that sound good. I don't think there's I mean, Opeth sounded pretty good. Um, Mastodon was just kind of white noise. But really? I mean, where we were a sitting, we were sound sitting, type deal. We were sitting. You have to be in the very front or that's about it like if you want to be in like the back where sound has a chance to bounce off the roof and both the sides of the fucking venue then it just turns into white noise to me um this was uh fox theater in oakland for sure that probably sounds good but yeah like i I agree like i don't know the drum sounded amazing and the vocal sounded so good the drum sounded like better than any album i've ever heard like it was like it was insane but just the the distortion of the guitar i don't know i'm just going off on that but that's basically like where i think i'm just surprised there hasn't been some sort of invention or something in 2021 to like fix that dude you know? i trust <laughs> i trust your right ear dude 
<laughs> left. No, it's a left ear. Fuck. And you know what's so funny is before 50, I said that, I was like, shot. I got a 50 50 shot, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always been it's always been like that for me. I'm just like, like it's a, if it's a band I love, I like I make it work. My brain jumps onto it. Do you stand like, oh, sideways? Do you stand sideways to where you're staring at the wall, but your ears facing oh. the stage? I have a mon. I have a mono ear. I can hear both sides. I can hear both things pretty pretty well, especially. Do you stand fucking... at an angle to where that one's forward? <laughs> I, I will sometimes. I'll move and be like, "All right, this sounds a little better over here." But like, uh, yeah, even one of the people I was with turned around just like organically was like, "This sounds like shit." And I was like, I know, like it's, it's <laughs> like, but that song's sick though. Right. They played that song. That's sick. You know what I mean? But like, just like, honestly, it sounds like shit. Like, I think it doesn't sound like, I mean, for a really distorted metal band, it sounds like shit. But... Mastodon is one of those big sound type metal bands that too, they need a big space or a really good sound engineer. They sound so... amazing outdoors. It was when yeah. I've heard, when I've ever heard them, they sound amazing outdoors for like I saw things them at Warfield and they crushed at Warfield. That's Where a bigger uh, up in the balcony. Really? Front row. See, there, I think it takes a kind of an engineer. It's like a special engineer that can fucking dial that in. So like walks around, knows how the fucking sound works. But yeah, anyways, yeah, that's just kind of a tangent. But yeah, I feel kind like it'll, tangent, it'll get there. I think we've been in this tangent for like 45 minutes. <laughs> dude, it's three in the morning, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I want to do uh wanted to ask because last question was Michael's other band. I don't know if you've got more, but I I dude, I've been secretly checking out all of Spencer's other projects. I'm like, what the fuck? You're in like three other pretty sick ass bands, dude. Like, can you tell us about uh the offering day? Oh, uh Zero Dawn. Uh I guess those two bands at least. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No yeah. archives. What up? yeah dude no that's what i do i'm the metal archives guy i think everyone should have it open but uh anyway go, yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not a bad thing i'm just fucking around because yeah. i was doing the bingo card shit yeah metal archives <laughs> so yeah uh the offering is uh i guess kind of my quote-unquote main project that's the one that i've been with the longest um it's almost a power metal band <laughs> we're very close we're like teetering on the edge of being power metal um yeah i love it we're just about to uh put out a new album we're gonna start our album cycle here pretty soon you got like the power um, metal concepts going on with the albums and shit um these concepts are a little more uh on the like you know calling out shitty people <laughs> uh, all right rather than our vocalist uh, says he's really I'm tired of that. uh escapism metal as he calls it which is you know what a lot of power metal can turn into so we're it's like all to... metal yeah that is... <laughs> as well yep um but yeah yeah stoked about that um I've they're signed to them. century media right yeah yeah, yeah. oh nice. shit damn yeah Fuck yeah that one's super fun um and then uh, Zero Dawn is like an online project that I've done with um, one buddy from Berkeley and then uh, another uh, dude. Who Berkeley I Cali or Berkeley wherever <laughs> the fuck you went? Berkeley Boston. <laughs> Berkeley fucking. They spell it weird, too. Yeah, it's got an E at the end, right? Yeah. yeah, it's got two E's. Two E's. Yeah, yeah. Something, yeah. Sorry, dude. You're on the Cali Death podcast. Dude. I, gotta, <laughs> I gotta make sure. <laughs> He's like, how Berkeley on my hat, bros. From Berkeley, dude. God. Ugh. Jesus. 
if I ever wore, if I ever Berkeley? wore Berkeley merch, you guys could shoot me. Is it just <laughs> there's Berkeley in Boston dudes. and Berkeley in Spain in Madrid or? There's a Berkeley in Spain too. Yeah, in Spain, right? Yeah, well, dude, there's only one Berkeley campus. that's got a dope amoeba in it, dude. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I just I I know a bass player as well who went to Berkeley for one quarter or semester mm-hmm. and then left. You know, he's like he's like hey, shut up, dude. I'm not revealing anyone. And then he <laughs> called himself a Berkeley trained bass player for like the rest of his career oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody does. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Totally. that's yeah, fucking yeah. in but that's he is grip. fucking insane at bass though so i'm gonna go give him that okay, i need to, i need a post pod talk about who you guys are talking about all right yeah that's post pod post pod well, so, so, shit we so zero dawn i'm like i literally have been checking him out uh is this yeah this band is sick as fuck black and tech death um dude i gotta I'm black gonna listen to the rest of this tech death putting yeah. it on right now all right i'm in the, i've heard black and death but i've never really heard the black and this death does yet. seem like escapism metal though to be honest <laughs> oh, i must <yeah>. say <laughs> absolutely yeah what does that mean again escapism metal what does that mean oh just like escapism like in get general away from you're just like getting wise. away from uh, whoa yeah. i heard like six voices at once sorry <laughs> so so wait. it's like the band tries to dominate you yeah oh exactly. no oh no come on Vin, financially no, seriously like why i watch sports is escapism it's like i want to get away from the day-to-day life yeah. i don't want to hear politics so like, i don't want to hear anything i don't want to hear that's i don't hear anyone's oh, opinions like, so i just like want to get power the metal bands band. battle dragons to get existential angst you know yep. in the valley of the shadow of the dragons <laughs> whatever exactly yeah okay got it yeah yep. yeah oh yeah okay, thank you i just sorry i wanted to <laughs> clarify Continue. All right, yeah, I'm going to listen to the rest of this single as soon as... Well, you know what? The thing is, it's Bandcamp, so I can't turn it down quiet. It's like, why doesn't Bandcamp have a fucking sick. volume control knob, dude? I'm listening to it right now. It's sick. Zero Dawn. Oh, thank right. you, dude. Sick. Uh, this is the weird new uh, um, thing that happens during this thing that people start listening to music. I'm like, dude, I figured yeah, out how to me. fucking get this working and the the microphone and the headphones working and I got I, I'm cool now. Now you guys are listening to music while we're doing. But this also music. you're like raising like 300 kids and have like a <laughs> wife and like you're doing all this other shit that I'm we're not fucking, doing. So. I'm totally Mormon, dude. I got a kid for every month <laughs> for the last for the Swap first three years that Bryce and I have been together. <laughs> like you're doing shit that I am just I like 36 in kids dude, yeah. named after each month that they've been born. <laughs> When's December coming up? Uh, no, I mean, uh, <laughs> No, I mean, yeah, that's like a different, it's just a different form of something that we're not, you know, you technology for us, probably like, no, I know you, dude, I, I you're just Italian and like, just sort of like, dude, pizza not, and kids. I'm Sicilian. I'm not even, I'm Sicilian and I think I'm more Irish than Sicilian. dude. Really? Have you done your yeah. DNA? I think I'm definitely more Irish than Sicilian. Oh, my whole life's a lie. Wait, what's Anyways. that joke? It's like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm Irish and I'm Italian, which means I like to fight and I can. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> that's what's up, dude. No, my family literally just adopted the Sicilian lifestyle, and that's just how we lived super loud and eating tons of carbs, dude. You know, you guys bandwagoned on, okay? So, you guys were like, that team drink doing wine, crazy. eat a lot of fucking pasta and garlic bread, and fucking no, I'm, I'm you heard. 
I'm jealous of your that's why I cut all that's why I cut off all these people on these podcasts, dude, because I was just born to like <laughs> exactly <be> heard. <laughs> no, exactly. You guys you guys have to you guys have these dinners all the time where it's like the whole fucking family at the fucking table. Yeah, it's like, like someone's five people. No, that's why I totally understand when you do that. I'm like, okay, well, there's like a fucking table that's like a football field long. It's like <laughs> someone's like fucking the fucking cousins talking too much yeah, about dude. like her fucking makeup or something. If I gotta like, tell my if I gotta tell my nana about odious mortem, dude, I gotta fucking speak up, dude. <laughs> and she's like, huh? And you gotta speak up even louder. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I use your hands to get attention too. Oh, dude, you, you see me do the, the the intro of these things. I've watched it. Do my hands do this the whole fucking time, dude? <laughs> I only watch the intros of these things to make sure I get through it, and my hands are just doing this the whole fucking time, dude. <laughs> it's like he took ASL in college, so he's also signing it, dude. <laughs> Uh, I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't even know. Nobody knows what the fuck we're talking about right now, dude. (laughs) (laughs) They're too busy laughing at how hilarious we... I'm just kidding. I think it makes sense. but uh, It all makes sense. The logistics are there, dude. It won't. The logistics are there. So maybe it's time to wrap so we can post-pod for a little bit. Yeah, we should post-pod. We're like, All right, guys. Like, where's my car of podcasts? <laughs> You're like, wait, what were you talking about? Where's my car? Like, oh, yeah. He's just like, what the fuck? I didn't say that drummer talk shit. Fuck. No. Dude, oh, dude, guess what happened to me today? <laughs> what? So I fucking go to Guitar Center to get some drum heads, and I'm all distracted because some other stuff with trying to get this job didn't work out. And I was all like, oh, like my, my brain was somewhere else. And I was like, getting the drum heads, and I got all this stuff, and then I like paid for it. <laughs> And then I just go stand like at the checkout line, like in the front, just like with my receipt, like standing there, like, and I'm like, oh shit, I already paid. It took me like two minutes to figure it out. <laughs> and then I like walk out. I was just like, just pay oh, again. Shit. You're like, all right, dude, I'm good now. I'm like, for sure good now. Right, yeah. I paid twice. Fuck, I'm a right. victim of that, dude. Like asking for yeah. ch- cash back and then you just leave before they give you your cash. Oh, dude. Just, yeah. They're just like, wait, do you want your cash? And I'm like, shit. yes, I fucking do want my cash, dude. Yeah. Like, but you're just, you're elsewhere where yeah. we're i hope that nobody else that's listening to this is elsewhere right now <laughs> i think probably are they're everywhere right now no nah, we're all everywhere dude that's yeah, that's how always. humans work quick quick shout out i remembered shout out to ontogeny for playing with us mm. in cupertino nate and dude, the homies nate always uh, always every and forever will say ontogeny is the shit and, and if you're hearing that name for the first time right now listening to this First thing you do after you get off this is go to Ontogeny's Google Ontogeny, dude. And logistics slaughter Jesus. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. No, I'm, sorry. I'm not being kidding. a dick. No, I'm, so, I'm, no, I didn't but, mean to be a real about. quick. Actually, um, on on no no, that's I was just trying to be a dick. But uh, <laughs> uh, the Ontogeny like I like before the shows they were they're posting stuff and they had a singer right. It wasn't Nate anymore. Yeah, they no no it was just a guest singer. They covered a Mashuga song and oh, he came okay, up and okay, did guest. Okay. Okay. It was really sick. I have the whole song live recorded, actually. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, shout Nate's out still to, throwing it down. Nate's still throwing it down. Shout out to Harley from Ominous Ruin for letting me borrow oh, yeah. his kit each night. And I've we played it, on I've the stayed at his kit. house. Tw- I've stayed at his house two times. So then, yeah. shout out to Harley for his couch. Thank you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I hope you found the lost equipment <laughs> from oh, that last shit. show. You lost some shit. Very, very small thing. I hope you found it. Uh, 
Fuck. See, that's that's another thing about you drummers, dude. Whoever's got so his drum key. More to, you have <laughs> so much more to think about than yeah. me. I have I have to bring a microphone. And and thanks to everybody who helped me load things on and off stage. And <laughs> that was a lot of help. Thanks to everyone who bought a shirt and uh supported us. And uh yeah, dude. We're going to do some more shows with Ominous Ruin. We're planning them. So if you miss this one and you're in California or the West Coast, stay tuned in 2022. Hell yeah, dude. Yep. And uh, with that, I'm ready to sign off. And Yeah, so- dude. And I was going to say shout out to anybody who bought some Logistics Slaughter merch at, th- at those shows and that you guys did together. I, I, want a, I want a Logistics Slaughter shirt. Oh, yeah. You asked for this. So here it is. Once we have more merch, we're kind of low. What do you got, Joseph? What is that? Oh, he disappeared on Joseph that. Joseph said he's for you. I think, I think he can work out the, the, he's the for logistics me? of sending it to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> a lot of logistics yeah. to get it to me, dude. Yeah. He's on UPS's website right now. looks like right he now. just left. Like he It literally is. It's like, check put this it, out. Oh, he put it on. Oh, oh shit. Oh, dude, what yes. That's no nips, but I'm, I'm still satisfied. Right. I would love to watch myself curl in a mirror with that. All, right. on. All, of, all you ladies that are watching this right now, you need to go to the YouTube and check out Joseph, <laughs> the professor. Dude, you getting buff, bro? Oh, Damn, what's up, dude? You... See that shoulder definition, dude? I know. Wow, what the fuck? That. That's, like, that's only... He's doing knees. He's doing knees. That's, yeah, that's flipping through those <laughs> textbooks, dude. You just flip through those textbooks, dude. That back, that back and forth motion, that side to side. <laughs> By the way, dude. sorry, he's already married. So, so you guys know. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that, too. <laughs> she's, a lucky, she's a lucky woman, Joseph. I still can't play as fast as Jason, so I don't feel good about myself. He's like, but, I, even have, uh, I have zero things out of my arm's way, and I still can't do it, dude. I got to hit the gym again, though. It's been a while. That's what's um, up, dude. But yeah, no, um, guys, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, appreciate your time, your stories, and uh, yeah, we're big fans, and we're going to fucking rep your shit. And- yeah, dude, and uh, again, just rattle off all those band names so people can start searching for recordings and shit that's what i would be doing i love all that old old shit dude yeah i mean i would say just check out our our newest record lower forms of life and check out uh the cartilage ep that just came well came out about a year ago called gourmet yeah and thanks for uh having us guys spencer did you want to shout out any of your stuff yeah listen to logistic slaughter Nice, listen dude. to the offering listen to zero dawn i've been okay. in too many fucking bands that's all good <laughs> <I'm dude>. tired <laughs> hey, them all. what was the last one the hate hate oh one. yeah hate storm annihilation and boom hate storm thank annihilation. you guys for having us on this has been great oh yeah, yeah dude thanks for putting up I'm with us totally fucking <laughs> stoked you guys came on dude the, i i couldn't think of a better way to spend my thursday night well you're whoever's listening to this it's your friday night so cheers to everybody uh Shout out to uh, all you motherfuckers that been coming every single week. I said it in the beginning. I'm saying it again, dude. Like, you know who you are. You've been here with us for a while. We heard everybody who's been here. Shout out to you guys, dude. Cheers. And uh, 59 episodes. Cheers. We're almost on 60. 60 is going to be a nice one if it all works out. You guys are going to be excited. All right. Love you guys. I'm super excited about it. Love you guys. Uh, rock on Cali death podcast on all that bullshit. Instagram, Facebook, hit all the buttons, ring all the bells um, and buy some logistics slaughter merch and have a great weekend. Love you guys.